The Commander Crunch podcast is brought to you by puremtgo.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 31. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats served up on the regular. We're all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of primarily our favorite format of Commander, plus a side serving of entertainment, pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Sam, and I'm joined by Rainy Day Chesh. How you doing, Chesh? You know, it's funny. I thought you were going to say, like, uh, social media extraordinaire or... Um, I'm not going to buy you single-handedly brought in, like, five 500 extra tickets to Oz Comic Con. Uh, or, you know, that annoying jerk who's uh, playing with a mint tin. Yep, yep. I just but, hear, uh, I just hear Cheshire... Uh, good. I just hear Cheshire's trumpet in the background. It's like, toot, toot. Yeah. I'll uh, <laughs> uh, pat yourself on the back. You have done an awesome job, though. I'll give you that. I, uh, I did a great job. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. As I explained last week, uh, Cheshire's been on hiatus uh, doing official card duties at uh, in Sydney, which meant, as I explained last week, jumping on a plane, which sounds very scary to me still. But it is. we'll figure it out. I want to um, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, also welcome to a bunch of listeners that came over from uh, Commander Central kind of listenership uh, as as having Max on the, the cast last week was an absolute blast. And they're like, who, who are these Australians talking crap? And so they get the other half of it this week, which is Cheshire. And uh, good times ensue. So, um, yeah, hopefully stick around uh, new listeners and everything. But, um, yeah, been a lot of fun. But as we often do, uh, it's pretty much become our thing, but uh, as I often say as well, our guest profiles with the community and creators have, have absolutely become a place to share and explore the essence of Commander and why we play in an effort to promote and celebrate those. This week's one is a little different. We're kind of tackling this from another side. You know, Chesh and I love talking about events and what, what magic means in the grand scheme and the culture and kind of even sometimes where all the money is as well like yeah it's like and who's who's kind of making money who's losing out and and where it's all connected and how to keep that going especially like when it comes to events lgs's whatever uh we're joined by a very very special guest uh none other than the ceo and co-founder of binder pos uh joshua grant how you doing josh you're not too bad thanks for having me along yeah, it's going to be. Is that it. technically correct, though? I, I I would assume that it would be uh, CEO of now what is called the CFB Group. I was leading yeah. to that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, correct. Yeah, so we've got um, we're lucky enough that um, I'm I'm taking the role of uh, CEO at the CFB Group. That's already been done, and we have a, a lovely new GM, uh, Danielle, starting uh, actually next week. So um, she'll be taking over from me, and. Uh, yeah, looking looking forward to seeing you know what she can do and what value she can bring along to our customers as well. Yeah, huge and uh, CFB group of course being the Channel Fireball group, so it's um it's pretty nuts. Um, I was surprised when Chesh is like, you guess guess who we're, we're going to have on the podcast? I was <laughs> like, this is this going to be pretty awesome. And then um, realizing that it is none other than someone from this side of the world, which is you know very promising. Like we say, we'd be remiss if we didn't say you know like. Is it going to mean more events this side of the world? But we'll talk about like that after, of course. But um, very exciting stuff. But I mean, first of all, Josh, like uh, 
have to have an attachment to magic, of course, to be in the, this position. We'll talk a little bit about binder POS in, in you know, Absolutely. in a second, of course. But like, I mean, just very fundamentally, um, I know you've talked a little bit about, you know, being in the standard and possibly commander. But yeah, like what's what's your favorite way to play magic? Generally, my favorite way is with, because because I'm usually more of a, a competitive person by nature in all aspects of my life. It's really what I find thrilling in gaming is multiplayer competitive content. So you know, sealed yeah. and sealed and draft and, and standard come naturally to me. However, um, a couple of my fondest magic experiences um, have come from playing obscene commander decks such as tokens. Hey, nice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I, I find I find for me commander's been more of a format that I enjoy to just create situations that would never happen in the other formats I play. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and just sit back and enjoy them rather than looking to win. <laughs> so that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's the way I play commander, but uh, yeah. Oh, preach. And I, th- I think, you know, like it's, it's, they're the, they're the kind of reasons I think we, we should all remember. It's just like, you know, we're, 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 making things happen that probably couldn't actually help happen anywhere else and it's the joke i make it's over on over nine thousand, and like the whole idea <laughs> a lot of those effects sometimes are uh compounded a lot by the fact you've got three players and the politics which i say is is the, that board game aspect of course that doesn't appear anywhere else so it's pretty special but um yeah and uh it actually reminds me over oh, sorry <laughs> i was gonna say instead of being over nine thousand, can we just like call it Ken times five <laughs> some of the decks that i play i feel like i have to go kayaken times five to try and like you know bring myself out of a spot where i'm like the massive threat at the table the the cooler at the table if you will yeah yeah oh, i love yeah, it I sometimes, oh, man, I sometimes I feel like golden. it's it's more like a game of risk you know like when you're just that that peaceful yeah. negotiation <laughs> of just trying to, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly to disarm yourself as a threat at the table that's right and i've actually learned a ton from board games uh you know to to apply to the commander table, of course, but yeah, no, Chesh, yeah. with that one, I mean, I, I had Brian Stoudham do a uh, Chandra's ignition the other day, and it was just like, it, yeah, it was the over nine thousand thing. It's like, if I'd survived, <laughs> I think I explained this before. No, I, I survived. Sorry, if the game kept going because it just absolutely had no need to, because everyone was absolutely well and truly dead, extinct for a thousand years after that. But like, my life total would have been thousands. It's it's a silly, silly. Anyway, um. Yeah, so I mean, there's one thing I just want to bring up before we uh, we kind of get into the main, or a couple of things. But um, uh, Chesh, you weren't here last last week, uh, of course, and uh, I mean, feel free to chime in too, Josh. But um, the kind of uh, looking at other IPs is, is you know something we love to do, of course. But we were talking about universes beyond last week, and uh, of course the uh, the new part of. Uh, of of magic and, and wizards announcement going what i think myself and a lot of people would have seen as inevitable but some people still feel absolutely like you know the rug's been taken from underneath them and how how dare you taint our, our sacred magic and everything like looking at you know warhammer 40k of course being added to commander we've got commander decks for those on the way and also lord of the rings uh, I didn't even check with you, Chesh, and like I say, Josh, chime in if 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 you're you're keen to see something there. But like, is there anything you want to see, or any thoughts on 40k and Lord of the Rings? Hi, I'd like Back to the Future as a Commander deck. What? That's one I hadn't thought of. Yeah, time travel. That's hot. Like, could have all of the like extra turn cards in it. Dang. Do do I want it? Yes. Should we have it? No. Do I want it? Yes. Um, all right. So here's oh my, my whole thing about this, because this is going to open my whole can of worms around theming and feeling for magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
My Little Pony, and I know that we have some listeners who are absolutely avid about My Little Pony for some <laughs> odd reason. You do you, fam. That's fine. <laughs> you do you, fam. No. Okay? No. No. Because he doesn't fit the theme of what magic is about, okay? Um, if if a certain turf wasn't turf, um, then I would say Harry Potter, absolutely. Right? Because uh, that would be a, yeah. a great thing to tie in. I think there's um, a lot of people's Dungeons expectations. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, huge parallels, obviously, same company. Yeah, easy. Uh, you know, or at least it is these days, it's the same company. It was an offshoot of the same company from way back in Garfield's day. Absolutely easy. Uh, Warhammer 40k, similar. Similar. Yes, very yeah, similar. Yeah. It's got that when you look at it, right? It's, it's more the futuristic take, but it's absolutely still fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why they said 40k. When uh, I want to see I don't actual know, I don't Warhammer know definition, but yeah, yeah. So Warhammer Fantasy is more the spell casting, swords, axes, etc. Whereas 40k is more power bolters, iron oh, cannons, yeah. um, electro swords, chain swords, yeah. mechs. I don't know. You know that sounds kind of cool. Like big That's, stuff. And- Chesh, I've been yeah, it, I've, I've been playing a card called Searing Rays lately, which is um, an amazing two and a red sorcery. Look it up, but um, that's it's got the old Urza's power armor. I'm pretty sure on there. I don't know the full magic story, but it's, like it's funny you should that bring kind that of up stuff. Just feels like it. It's like Mech Warrior as um, well. Like yeah, there is one. It's called um, Urza's. No, power it was it was a card from Invasion. There's a lot of old wacky uh, Mech stuff though. Like I kind of love it, and the, like your power chainsaws and stuff. I'm all for that. You know. Get your weapons yeah so but so back in invasion um when all the cool cards are printed and, yeah if i can try and f- i can't i can't remember what it was called i can't Maybe do destruction it. so back in invasion i'm pretty sure or at least invasion block there mm-hmm. was an urza's card that had like an urza's power armor on it right it yeah. looked like a giant mech it was a gold card and it was amazing it just looks so cool hmm. and i've always said how come we're not seeing more of that back into magic law because it exists we know that you know these mechanical creatures we've got mirrors and all that sort of stuff but cool we're thran not seeing stuff, like the yeah. big yeah but we're not seeing the thran stuff that's mixed with urza's like magic to make like urza's stupid machines you know we're not seeing it because they've got to leave so something that 40k tank. works yeah um but that my only concern with this whole thing and Lord of the Rings is fine. Cause again, wizards and magics and sorcerers and whatever. Sure. Yeah. Pick and choose. Um, the, my only concern is when we start moving away from that, when we have, and I've said it before that I want wild, wild west. Don't get me wrong. Oh, There's absolutely cool. ways to do wild, wild west with goblins, mm-hmm. but I don't want to see something that is pure wild, wild west. Right. Yeah, because yeah. that is too far in advance of what, magic feels like you don't and, want to I, you don't want to run a john wayne disrupting john the immersion wayne you're gonna... <laughs> yeah Correct. that's, that's been a big argument the immersion. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly it yeah okay um, i see i could see yeah. that yeah. I, i'd like so, to say I'm, I, I'm kind of a lot more receptive to it like moving and i think it a lot of the secret layers i can't we kind of explained this last week our thoughts like max is really keen for power rangers and that's his personal thing like and it's like sweet um and i think the, the the idea to be able to pick and choose and like that's fine but it's yeah um, I, it's always going to be interesting that everyone's going to have their kind of like what is pure magic and like the theme and does that break me out of it type thing or does some people just see the cards without any pictures on them you know what I mean they're just kind of game pieces mm. yeah what were you guys yeah, I, suppose, I suppose I suppose everyone yeah everyone's everyone's 
you know, in love with magic for different reasons, right? I mean, like yeah, there's a number yeah. of people, like you said, that follow the lore and just love the art and the story and the arc behind it. And then, you know, there's some people that, like you said, already already go out and pay people to, you know, alter the art to, yeah. to look like an anime character. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> yeah, and, and everything in between. Like, I, the amount of the amount of um, local game stores I've walked into and sat down, you know, and and someone someone's running out like, you know. Um, alternate art that literally is just like goku on their commander deck as the commander and it's it's like okay well they've they've literally taken immersion and thrown that out the window um exactly yeah but um it's it's like you've got no got no tie to the commander either and it's just like it doesn't matter it's like you do you fam exactly like it's like animar is goku yeah yeah it's like it's it's fun and different but i mean like i i i have split feelings about it like it's really hard for me to sort of say i'm i'm for or against i'm kind of just want to wait and watch and see how it plays and you know like and um the other thing as well as being a new zealander you know with lord of the rings i mean there's got to be a bit of bias there (laughs) so i gotta be really careful with bias (laughs) lord of the rings is just one of my those fondest of my heart sort of movie series and and laws i'm gonna call it now yeah lord of the rings gets done as a commander deck or a series of commander decks right yeah so you're obviously gonna have like one that's probably gonna have the eye of sauron as Maybe it's commander, like it's gonna be the orc deck, right? Imagine if it's an MDFC with, with a MDFC with a land, that'd be pretty hot. No, I've got <laughs> no. <laughs> Mount Doom, the one yeah. Gandalf the Grey, Velikut, yeah. Gandalf the Grey, Gandalf the White. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure you need a certain condition. Um, and Gandalf the Grey turns into Gandalf but the when White. You say, it's almost like a para. When you say Lord of the Rings, I mean, like, you think, obviously, like, the prequels, and then you think, you know, the originals, when you're thinking of, like, you know, the, the whole sort of dwarven arc storyline and mm. all the possibilities are we, are there. You wonder, you wonder which way they're going to lean initially, right? Because I think everyone wants, like, everyone would want that's interested in this, the original sort of three sort of archetype, I would think, but I could be wrong. Mm. Well, I had look, one, um, and we don't know if they're going to go with the movies or the books, right? Like that—that's well, yeah. also a point of contention because the books are not too different on the original movies, but definitely on the prequels, they're completely different. Oh yeah, 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 because um, they had to make aspects, three movies so. out of it, exactly. Correct. Well, they didn't have to; they chose to. Yeah, true, true, <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Which has yeah. made them feel worse. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, oh, and exactly, but, don't, uh, don't I hold mean, the mystique and uh, pr- uh, prestige that, that maybe the others I've have in our question. household. But that's us. No, that's, no, no. that's fine. Exactly. So, Josh, I have a question for you, being a New Zealander. Yeah, Ooh. go for it. And considering the the, the worlds beyond, <laughs> how would you feel about a Meet the Feebles deck? Ah, uh, um. <laughs> look i i think i think that my my honest opinion i lean i lean probably closer towards like seeing these as like cool collectible decks as, as, as away from like fully integrated mainstream carry on supporting these arc decks as, as like as a personal thing like if i just take off any other role hat here like i'm i'm probably closest to the immersion side but mm, um yeah. as a collector as well like, do I think these products are awesome and would I buy them just to have them? Absolutely. I, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Like, would That's I have, would I have like, Lord of the like... Rings themed magic cards? Yes, absolutely I would. Do, yeah, do I want to play yeah. them in Commander? Like, I'm not as sure. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not I, 100% I, sold. I, I do as long as it's not problematic. Hashtag that, The Walking but, Dead. Yeah, but... The, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, proof, the proof is in the pudding, right? But I, mm. I was going to say, the, um, the, thing, the thing that I... It sort of comes above all us, like you said, is like 
how it integrates in with the rest of the kind of like meta because with with, yeah. with commander being more of like a, a channel of fun and social experience you know these these are yeah. things that can kind of like if anything just sort of test out new ideas and if if they catch on to something and it ends up evolving and we see like you know tons of really cool and awesome brands integrating in and it spices things up and makes a few more laughs at the table then yeah we, mm-hmm. we, we shouldn't be against that right yeah exactly yeah. see wizards here's my thing give me my five color fellowship deck with gandalf the white gandalf the <laughs> as my commander and the full oh, fellowship oh, that i can play throughout the deck partner. thank you they very much like oh, yep oh, they should yeah, they should commanders yeah there's there's actually when you think of like the interesting possibilities i mean like imagine running out like a you know like a smeagol themed deck and you know, mono black yeah when mono black zombie my, thing it's deck. just like yeah yeah my favorite <laughs> like, one i, I came up with last at... week it just just off the top of my head was like mary and pippin partners and uh like <laughs> old toby is <laughs> yeah. an equipment or something and it's Only just like oh can yeah can have a card that lets me smoke weed they definitely need from the shire chesh they definitely definitely they definitely need like a frodo themed uh you know commander card like commander card but in the scene like in the moment where he's gone crazy, you know, like when he's standing over the lava with red eyes, like ready to put the <laughs> yeah, ring on yeah. and betray everyone, like at that very moment, <laughs> that was that. Was, or, or a card yeah. that's just like potatoes. Oh, yeah. has the whole oh, yeah. flavor text yeah. of like, you know, mushrooms. Put them in a stew. Like, yes, please. I mean, and it, um, yeah. It, I love it. It's easy to do with 40k because 40k can be mono monocolored decks because you have your like your your space yeah. wolves and your your mm. chaos marines and your your blood marines and you know all that sort of stuff. They each yeah. have their own like monocolor already, so it's easy to go yeah. 40k five decks. Here's what you get: like you got your chaos space marines which are black, you got your blood space marines which are red. You know, you've got your um. Uh, 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 the blue ones, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, Shish, I mean, what what color ones. what color mixture is Aragon, man? I mean, like you know, you take elves and you yeah, think green, yeah. but what where does Aragon live? Like yeah, it starts to get too, it gets it like, gets yeah, it gets political, right? Like it's starting to get a little yeah. bit political. Yeah, well, Aragon's like green white, yeah. Green yeah, white, so right? Is kinda, yeah, but is there another? Is there yep. a red in there or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah who knows? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, where's, yeah, where's you could that? feel like a Jared Carthalion type 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 uh, character or whatever. But I, I remember uh, years back, Commanders Brew did like a really like warranted be bad to play deck, uh, but it was just this amazing thematic Lord of the Rings deck, and they had Juniper Order Ranger as like Aragorn. I'm like, that's pretty sweet. And then like Lim Duel was like the best um, uh, Saruman you've ever seen. Like it was perfect. Like it, it just looked like Christopher Lee on the face as well. So yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I was going to say. So, Josh, is there any else, uh, any other IPs you would like to see uh, off the top of your head? Um, you know, just like pure personal fandom that you're like, oh, that actually be pretty sweet as a as a you know, set. See Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talked about Kevin Smith last week, actually, and you missed that, Josh. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head without just mm. going like into the anime route, and that, and once you go sort yeah. of into, once you go into anime and manga, I mean, that just opens up a conversation that would never end. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I try not, we'll to, I try not to mix too. those worlds because it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try, we'll try and do that later, and then you know, try and still keep this to a reasonably uh, length podcast, but. Um, yeah, to, yeah to, no, uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, 
less true words have ever been spoke actually so <laughs> I, want, I want, always want this podcast to be as as long as it needs to be and we'll stick around uh you know as long as we want to whatever why, to have a good time but, but saying that Chesh has to go i think in a, in a bit before we are our other arrangement tonight so um yeah I, I think he'll be shaking his fist at me if we do that <laughs> anyway i better move on um I, I should actually say what that um that that kind of arrangement is tonight too we've got i kind of loosely mentioned it last week but Three weeks in, I think I'm pretty happy to to call it a thing now. It's every week, pretty much. But um, we've, of course, joined uh, joined up with the MTG Lexicon crew on our Saturday nights, their Friday nights for a late nights type talk experience where we talk a little bit about magic, but it's mostly just anything else, nonsense about ranking ta- uh, ranking Star Wars kind of games or whatever we feel like. We've even got this lovely little segment called Goblin Game where we just pick up anything on our desk and we talk about it and have a bit of fun. But that's been huge. We We speak so much uh you know about the the love we have for mtg lexicon and how much they've meant to us and for them to go yeah we just want to hang out with you guys on a on a friday night and um talk crap for an hour and people have just kind of enjoyed it so um always look forward to that um that's on of course after this recording so once you hear this it's done so tune in next week of course but um yeah it's been it's been awesome and can't wait to have you back chesh because we missed you last week I know, right? It's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll talk more to your list that you um can't get involved in. I think we've got breakfast cereals tonight, actually, which is we going do. to be funny. We do. And I'm, I was um, I was I was delighted to hear that those guys have Nutrigrain, which was like, what? Why did you have Nutrigrain <laughs> there? It seems like a very Australian thing, anyway. Very funny. Cool. So I'm going to get into the main juicy stuff, I guess, before we go too off the rails, because, you know, we can do that. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I guess the, the the kind of main structure to it, uh, I guess, is what I want to do is I mean, get Josh to give us a bit of a background on, first of all, Binder POS, because mm-hmm. some people not, might not have heard it. I'm pretty sure once you explain exactly what Binder POS uh, is, I think people are, oh, I know exactly how that integrates and the way I've kind of, you know, seen it in the game, of course, but then also leading up to the merger uh, with with CFB and um, then kind of ramifications and maybe what we've learned from last year about what community and, and kind of events mean kind of thing. So, yeah, Josh, do you want to run us through? Yeah, wherever you want to start from. Yeah, but, I'll, just, um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll tackle those things and um, you can just prompt <laughs> me along as I go. So, um, yeah, look, look Binder POS, look, Binder POS um, is a very young company, so I'd be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people still haven't heard of it. But um, yeah. we're essentially we're a point of sales inventory management system. Um, you know, we were designed completely to, you know, aid and assist local game stores that were using probably more mainstream solutions and just needed, you know, a little bit more automation and data and pricing management just to, mm. you know. Just to make it so they didn't have to basically stay behind till midnight pricing and managing inventory and bias and all, all those weird and wonderful things that make, um, you know, our industry retailers, you know, the, the clubhouse and the hangout points that they are. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So that's so essentially, um, you know, that that company was uh, put up probably two and a half years ago now. Um, it was myself and my business partner started it with a small team of three, and you know, we quickly grew and we got a lot of support from a lot of amazing stores, and you know, we couldn't have got this far without them. Um, you know, mm. they providing us with great feedback, helping us build it out. And, um, yeah, as we started to, I suppose, get bigger and, and really stretch across the U S and a lot of other sort of countries, um, we started uh, crossing paths with some of the, the larger players like channel fireball and, um, just sort of started to talk about, um, you know, the future of local game stores and with COVID around and everything happening, you know, we could just see that there was just, there weren't a lot of people in the local game stores corner, 
you know, like I don't. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It, it just, it just, it didn't feel like, um, you know, they were really getting the gratification of being, you know, the backbone of the industry, you know, like really promoting the yeah. games, bringing in the players, staying up till 3am, cleaning up Coke cans after a, you know, like after a pre-release. <laughs> like pack wrappers. It's yeah, like, oh, the, bin, the bin after a pre-release makes me sad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, can you guys move to like, uh, you know, cardboard packaging again, even if it means some bent cards? Like, yeah. That... Thanks oh. for reminding me how it felt when I used to work. <laughs> <laughs> In my store. You are in the toilet. Thanks, yeah, exactly. You are welcome, man. You know, <laughs> that, one, that one's on me. the toilets after a pre-release because... You know, when your when your customer base is primarily male and they're just disgusting. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. I'm so let, happy that I've, that I've done pre-releases can. at many different stores, so like it instantly brings images to mind. Like you know, you want to try and avoid the bathroom at all costs, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but like you know, like those 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 are like some of the fondest memories of me playing Magic is you know just having that place to meet up. You know, like I would drive, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. drive through five, uh, you know, through five o'clock uh, traffic in Auckland City, which is like, you know, not a very big town, but in New Zealand, it's the big smoke. Um, to, you know, to get to my local game store, you know, meet up, play commander, run a draft, you know, practice standard, attend a PPTQ, whatever, whatever was going on. And, um, you know, like, uh, I just, you know, the store owner in that city, that was my local, um, Spellbound Games, you know, like Tom, the owner, he was, he was one of my best buddies, you know, like we yeah, looked after yeah. him and that's where it all kind of started and Spellbound. deeper and deeper into the industry I got, like, um, the more I just sort of saw a disconnect and maybe like a lack of um, acknowledgement from, yeah, you know, not I don't want to name anyone specifically or brands or companies or anything, but just there just seemed to be not a lot of love going around for these guys. And with COVID hitting and you know retail being so grossly affected, we were like, that's it, you know, we're gonna switch to yeah. total, total LGS support mode because you know yeah. let's let's be honest, guys. I mean, like you know, what what is this industry without these places to meet up and play and to bring people in and, and, and you know so. Um, merging yeah, the channel. What I often say about Commander, it's just like, what is it without the people? It's not very fun, and and that goes further to yeah. the actual LGS and and yeah. No, I like the way that put you put that because it's it's I uh, you know the undertone from everything that's gone on thus far, as far as the way I've seen. It, I'm glad to actually finally talk to you and and get it like pretty much the first thing you're saying is just like it's about giving the LGSs a uh, a representation, and that's huge because it's like you say, maybe it, maybe it sometimes feels like uh, you know that kind of maybe the mothership doesn't care about the LGSs as much or, or can look at things a little bit more black it's, and whitely. like, oh, how do you trust, uh, you know, invest in people to a community where there's like less tangible, you know? But yeah, I mean, heart. like you look, you I mean, you look at the video game industry and there's a couple, there's a couple of brands that's, that hang around and, and, and make it through, you know, the goats, but like mm. you look at, you look at like, we're, you know, the rough competition out there and you think like the reason, the reason, it's playing Xbox isn't what it was back in the day, you know. Like you don't you no don't pick up, you, you don't pick up your television and your Xbox and go over to your friend's house and and have extension cords running through the garage so that all, <laughs> all twelve of you can try and find a place to put a TV. Yeah, you that know, still like sounds it's pretty great though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like lands aren't a thing anymore, and like you know, like Magic the Gathering and like local game stores, they're still waving the banner of like providing that clubhouse that just yeah. doesn't exist anywhere else. Like either, it's either that or it's Discord, right? So. You know, we yeah. just we just really want to support that, and I mean, like, I think that speaks to Commander like more than any other format. You know, because that's right. that's the magic right. the magic of Commander is sitting across the table from three of your buddies and just and yeah. just and just and having a laugh. I mean, that's that is the format. Um, yeah, absolutely. But the, and I, I think last year was like is also realizing what that exactly meant. Like you said, it's your clubhouse, and I think for a lot of people that was quite a surprise, myself included. I've always been a massive advocate for 
know it like going yeah I know, exactly it's the, the heart of my community like you know my wednesday night i go draft and i i didn't quite understand what that meant until it was taken away and like it, you're just like wow 100%. and to tell those people how much i appreciate them store owner whatever and then to see a lot of the players i mean my lgs we're all talking in the chat and we're just like we just want to do what we can to support well kenny our lgs owner and it's like it's just people going out of their way because realizing what they've done um but yeah it's it's a new level of appreciation yeah it's it's and, and that's what we're doing right so like when i sat down and i met with john sasso um you, you know who's by on record one of the you know probably my favorite if not one of my most favorite people in this industry like you know meeting him at gamma mm. was amazing and like you know, we we had, we shared the exact same concerns and visions for this industry, and we all want to see this industry grow. And we decided that was the goal. Like, let's not grow the business, and let's not compete. Let's grow the industry. Like, let's let's yeah. bring new let's bring new blood in. Let's help every local ecosystem thrive, so that this becomes more of a mainstream appreciated. There's already growth going on. Let's just let's let's get in behind that. So, you know, we sat down and we sort of said, look, this is Binder POS's vision. Um, I want to basically bring all the you know all the the brand i want to bring all the history of channel fireball and i want to bring that into the binder pos vision and merge together so that we can share this goal and you know like mm. he, he agreed and and you know during covid we did a lot of zoom meetings and negotiated and, and we merged companies and you know forming the cfb group um and then you know the marketplace was just like you know we, we sort of thought to ourselves how do we how do we do this though? You know, like what do we do with, you know, we are one of the largest e-commerce direct to consumer brands and, you know, there's no way we can kind of, there was like, you know, a whole series of brainstorm discussions of like different things we could do to help local game stores. And ultimately thought, let's mm. just take a risk and let's just go all on red and let's just, let's drop our, um, let's drop our guard and, and, and drop our brand and just open this up to the public and, and withdraw from it ourselves, you know, because that, mm. that's what we're doing. So we're taking the channel fireball domain, the channel fireball website where, you know, we're ceasing to sell singles direct to consumers and we're, we're bringing all the local game stores and unlike any other marketplace platform, the concept is going to be that the, the marketplace heavily promotes promoting your local game store, shopping local at, it shows their brand. It links to their website. It allows direct communication and brand building between sellers to their customers. And because it's local game stores only on this marketplace, like it's a really good high quality service that's supporting local business. And we feel like that. Mm. We hope we hope that matters to the consumers that shop with us because yeah. Channel Fireball is an events brand. Like above all else, you know, like we've we've had the the pleasure of hosting, you know, so many amazing events all over the world for Wizards of the Coast and other brands. And like getting out there and spending time in the communities and like, you know, we just want to wrap it all together and bring the local game stores in on that. And I think that's just, that's the goal here. Um, you know, yeah. The marketplace. I was going to say an integral part of the ecosystem. They're all absolutely intertwined. They are. And and them growing is everyone growing. It's the consumers getting better yeah. experiences. It's the events getting better. It's more events happening with more players. And, you know, it's it's essentially, it's, um, it's the goal. It's just grow you know, support the LGS, um, you know, and grow the industry. Yeah, I think that's, it may even seem like a, a, the biggest surprise to a lot of people that just expect anyone uh, on a successful path, maybe like CFB type thing. And it's like, you're selling online, you're doing great and they're becoming a massive retailer and everything to just continue on that path. But it's an, and expect linear results type thing, whatever. But it's like, it is that, that point of, of, you know, inflection where it's like, well, without the people, this game is nothing. And and that's like again, it's I just nothing makes me happier in life to see people that that make those decisions for 
first of all care and and passion and 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 you know it is love it really is and it's like I, and, and it's making those harder ones those risky decisions based on what is actually probably a more uh a decision with a lot more integrity kind of thing and it's it's, it's huge sam i think it's, it's like it's it's one thing that we all have to ask ourselves as like operators in this industry it's like if you don't have passion for this industry and what this industry yeah. stands for then what are we doing you know what i mean that's like right. If we're, that's right if, if our goals aren't all aligned and that's that's primarily why we're just trying to collaborate with everyone. Like, you know, that's why when you yeah. reached out and said, let's talk, I was like, any opportunity to chat to other <laughs> like-minded people that are bringing value to this industry, like, absolutely. So, I mean... And I just want to sorry, point out here, uh, this, this is one of those things that I keep saying to everyone is, if you want to speak to somebody and you do, like, a podcast or a YouTube ask them oh, like yeah. just the worst thing they can say is they tell you to fuck off they say no nine out of ten times if if you are passionate and they can see that passion they're going to go this is somebody who's passionate about what they do this is somebody who's clearly part of this community who's doing great things for this community yes i want to speak with this person yeah so yeah. Uh, again my number one rule is don't say that it can never happen to me. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Say, why wouldn't this person want to talk to me? Because I want to talk to them. Ask them. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Chesh, too, that it's, um, but uh, everything Josh was just saying leads back as well to uh, to one of your sayings that kind of, I feel like I should print out and put on the back of my toilet door or something. But it's kind of just in my head all the time anyway, but that rising tide floats all boats thing. And it's that, yeah, it's, it's made me think about the way, uh, you know, humility works, I guess, of course, and, and going sometimes, like I say, taking risky decisions, you know, or, or ones that some people might not see as like, well, that doesn't equal immediate gain uh, for l more sustained long-term kind of just real kind of, you know, yeah. bad business terms I'm doing here. But like it's it's, it's investing <laughs> something that is tangible kind of thing. And, and, and Chesh, you say it too, it's like taking a step away from what you're doing directly and going, well, you know, how can I help others? And ultimately that'll help everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean and I mean we sell we sell fun, right? I mean that's what everyone in this industry yeah. does. Like that's what this podcast is doing. We're selling fun. That's right. Yeah. If we're not having fun, what are we doing? Like yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's like that's the difference. That's that's a, you know, the difference between um, you know, selling this and selling paper clips. Is um yeah. you know, there's nothing fun about paper clips, but like, you know, <laughs> Commander, Lord of the Rings, Warhammer, like these regardless of our views on them, these things are all fun. Yeah, hang, hang on. Where's my clip, where's my clip you, you, Commander? I'm not going to have you besmirch oh. paper clips when I've got a rubber, a perfectly good rubber band here. I'll show you exactly how much there's, fun. Exactly. I, paper I clips there, there's there's a, any, anything fun, I think. And then, like you say, though, it's like, where's our secret layer uh, Microsoft uh, mascots? Dude, oh, you from? just took it off me. You just, they're, they're, they're handy little paper clip that used to have all the useful advice for you. Oh, where's where's he as a commander? What, it's what? not useful. It's like, it looks like you're trying to write a letter. It's like, it's dude, dude, he's Dude, he's, he's going to be the Commander. The new artifact commander. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you you've made a uh, useless bit of uh, useless suggestion token and like sacrifice it for. Whoa, whoa, for whoa! Nothing. Hang on a second. Yeah. Wait, wait. I've got it. I've got it. Dear wizards, because I know Gavin does listen to this as well. So, dear wizards and Gavin, in the next unstable, please make a paperclip commander. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That would, that would that would yeah. it'll make my year. You know, with everything going oh, yeah. on right now, with travel <laughs> restrictions and everything, to just just to get that paperclip commander. I mean, I think yep. the community will thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, for, for each for each helpful suggestion you make regarding Microsoft Office, create one 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 artifact. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> absolutely beautiful. And it's like, oh, it's like an, but it's like an error or like a you know, or a macro or something. And then you get twenty of them, and basically your system crashes, and you either win or lose the game. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, hang on, I've, I've got better. Okay, so for each for each <laughs> card that you cast that draws you a card, right? You get a you get a one one paperclip, yeah. and it makes the paperclip commander get plus one plus one. It's zero one. It gets plus one plus one for each paperclip you have in play. Oh, it's you know a what? Mega Lord. And you know what as well, man. You remember when you used to close that thing and it used to come back after a while, even if you clicked the X, it would oh, come yeah. back. So like, it, it definitely has to be like if it dies, it just comes back for no cost, like one turn later. <laughs> yeah. Zombie clipping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If, if, it, if it dies, you, sacrifice. A paperclip in play yep. to put it from your discard pile back into play. If, if 20 oh, errors on screen and there's blue screen, you win the match. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every time you cast a spell, put it under Clippy and you can recast that spell <laughs> for its same converted mana cost. Oh. Exile it if you... Was his name, was it, was it name actually Clippy or did you just... Is that just it, no, it was Clippy, I believe. Is he called Clippy? Clippy? Yeah. Okay, Unless that, that makes it even better. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have to take a, a random aside yeah, that, on our random aside. I have to take a random aside on our random aside there. But when you talk about like adding <laughs> vernacular like Clippy and paper clips to magic cards, always <laughs> reminds me of, first of all, like uncards, like you said, but of like full circle reminding me one of my fondest moments of the LGS. And it was like when that last unset released. And I remember seeing new customers come into the store for the first time and they see people playing that unset. And if you guys remember some of the rules on there, there was someone with their face on the table. There was someone underneath the table. There was some person like running through the store, getting as many high fives as they could in 30 seconds. (laughs) There was like the person who couldn't speak you name it pretty much anything in that set that was going on all those weird things that kind of used yeah they're like a, a dexterity thing also they actually used beyond the game rules and it was just wild and they're like what is going on here and it's like maybe this is not the game for me <laughs> just turn around <laughs> I, I, like it's, well, it's almost like you're bringing like drinking games into magic right like it's yeah, exactly. uh, like, like really 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 sort of <laughs> like that, wasn't obscure. there one in the early uh, unsaid anyway and it's like you get a drink coupon or something and they're like oh that probably converts yeah, a bit too much like you can force an opponent to go and actually go yeah, and get your yeah. drink oh exactly. man in the world we live in <laughs> we, know, we get because... further and further away from being able to do these things but yeah yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do have an update um, the Clippy is actually called Clip It oh, um, what? as the default assistant in the English version is actually named Clip It not Clippy <laughs> commonly People have nicknamed it Clippy. Oh, uh, so that was, it was a colloquial, yeah. That so was just deep in your subconscious. Called, yeah, that was just like yeah, from back exactly. in the day. Yeah, it's called Clippy, when we, when we but we've just nicknamed it Clippy. Yeah, and, and, and was, yeah, the, the, the internet lexicon kind of just just evolved it, and um, yeah, in in deep and, Microsoft Clippy lore. Um, so, oh, <laughs> sorry, sir, Clippy is my father. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of the lore, oh, here's th- something people might not know. So it was designed by Kevin J. Atbury, oh, right? Legendary. Wait for it. On a Macintosh computer. Irony. <laughs> yeah, please. It's please call me, call me Microsoft Clippy. Clip it is my father. <laughs> so clip it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's perfect. G'day, mates. What's up? My name's Clippy. Ah, <laughs> oh, Clippy, a bloody oh, documents, mate. Oh, bad Australian Clippy. That's perfect. Oh, yeah, because he would, his, his advice would be so much better if it was audio and not just text. 
Yeah. 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 Oi, mate. Oh, I don't know which way to take it. <laughs> Oi, have you hit the save button in a while, mate? <laughs> Come on, champ. <laughs> the, the tones of like condescension. Like, that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Mate, have you backed up your documents yet? Yeah. Yeah, Wouldn't want to get caught with your pants down, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, How do we even put it back on the rails after talking about Clippy? I don't, I don't know. You, we uh, just, that's, usually well, just throw, you know. throw your papers in the air and just move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just no, just together and built let's a get podcast doing this, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, and I want to explore every avenue. So, um, no, greatly appreciated getting some <laughs> Clippy talk in there. How have we not talked about Clippy after mm-hmm. thirty uh, episodes? That's great. Anyway. Well, you know, <laughs> it's bound, bound to happen when we had somebody that's, you know, from ANZ on the cast. Well, that's look, right, that's right. I just, I just felt like I brought a little something, so that's good. You did, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My, my gift. You brought a little clippy to us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. But um, no, I think, I mean, well, I mean, back on back on the train of events, mm-hmm. essentially, but I mean, talking about how intrinsically related they are and, and kind of my observation was, I mean, I keep talking about it, we... We almost we reminisce about the the one or the one event I've been to in Australia. You know, the one GP Melbourne a few years ago, and thankfully I met Chesh, and then the rest is history. But we it's always go on about we'd love more, of course. But it's it's that whole thing that you know, do we see after last year uh, a, a, a renewed? You know, if there's people making big business decisions like this based on community and 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 trust in that, that the the future has to be bright, especially when we talk about appreciation of. What it actually means to go to an event because it's it's I, we talk a lot a lot of our listeners are from the states or Canada um, and and our guests as well and we talk all the time they're telling these stories about GP Vegas and we're like we just want to be a part of that and to the point we will we're totally jumping on a plane when we can oh. safely in in the next few years and gonna literally give out a hundred hugs to all these people that meant the world to us over last year as we were stuck in our homes talking about Magic the Gathering with people over the over the you know the globe but it's. You know, we, 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 we can't help but just feel like we'd love to see that just continue in Australia, of course, in, in New Zealand. And, and just like that, that acknowledgement, like you say, not only for the, you know, when it's, it's there's systems that acknowledge the LGS and the community and what that actually means in the greater scheme of things, uh, extending to the events. And I, I'm, I've got a feeling that's pretty much something you've very much got on your, uh, on, on your oh. radar. So, you know, when you <laughs> events, events is like part of the DNA of the company, right? Like it's just, we're yeah. like, we're literally itching. Like the day, the day we can come, like, so let's speak to America first, right? So the day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the day we know that it is safe and that we are not pe- putting people's health and safety at risk, like we yeah. will be back in there running events because like the, everyone in the company is tuned for it. Everyone loves it. Everyone misses it. Like the travel, the engagement with the community, the fun, the laughter, like everything that came with events, the, you know, the, the, the touch of feel the the Australian side like because that's that's obviously what we want to talk to here the most is that we have some really great announcements coming up some really big announcements Ooh. but with yeah and I don't want to like the marketing <laughs> team the marketing team would kill me if they had like worked on this like <laughs> no, awesome okay. at this awesome press release and then I just jump in a podcast and just blow it to the world <laughs> but look what, what I'm going to say is that like with with a, a number of our leadership members, um, you know, looking at opportunities to move to New Zealand, like Australasia has become a huge focus of the company. And, I love it. and um, we don't, we don't see this as a small market. Like Australia it has a smaller population, but like a huge following. And, um, yeah. and we've got some of our, some of our favorite LGS partners in this part of the world. So um, when it comes to hosting events and, and I, I mean all kinds of events, but we, we are definitely looking to make some announcements about it. And I think 
that yourselves or your listeners and the wider community be very happy to hear um, about it. what we have to say. And, and that, that's coming. That's that's not coming in months. That's coming in weeks. So oh, it's very yeah. timely. So we'll make sure the that we send something through to you. Like just makes me happy, you know. Like if it's just like I don't even need to hear anything just yet. It's just like no. And then that's the thing. I'll, I think that's that's my stance. Church may be different, whatever. But like I've just grown to be like, well, I don't expect things. And then when things happen, it's kind of pleasantly delighted. But just oh, focus on what I we're doing. Constantly and- expect things. They just don't happen. <laughs> but like, but we grow the love to the game, you know, locally. And it's you well, know what we, we're, we're we- doing is about that. But yeah. I mean, we've been running, you know, pretty successful events that, that, you know, improving year on year. But I think one thing we've been able to do during this downtime is just sort of reflect on feedback and plan because yeah, yeah. we want to come back. We want to come back with a bang, uh, with a bang, and we want to, we want to like, uh, you know, make up for the time showing the growth and innovation. Like even though the events haven't been happening, just spending the time, you know, like researching, looking at ways, and again, the feedback is the most important one. But just like making mm. a better experience for the community, and um. Yeah, we've got we've got like a lot of the events team, you know, like events haven't been run, you know, they're still in the company. We're waiting. We've still we've mm. still got them there. Like they're they're not going anywhere. We got some all stars that help make these things happen, you know. And um, yeah, <laughs> just we imagine Mashi just. <laughs> I just imagine Mashi just sitting there, just twiddling his thumbs, going, soon, soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, he, um, <laughs> no, he, um, Mashi, I mean, you, you see Mashi's keeping himself busy these days. I mean, if you, if you want to get a bit of Mashi time, I mean, obviously he's, he's leading up a lot of our box breaks at the moment and running, you know, a lot of digital events, but he's on the list of people that can't wait to get back on a plane and travel around and get to these things and get these things going. I mean, like, yeah. Some of the most fun that the Channel Fireball team have ever had is um, has been with the event side. I mean, yeah, of course, and it's it's that thing where it's bigger than the game, and that's that's the simplest way I could put it. And it's like this yeah. is it's not about the pieces of cardboard anymore. It's it's, it's everything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I would highly recommend um, you guys bring Mushy in as a guest speaker in one of your podcasts Ooh. in the future. I can definitely I can definitely connect up. He's a he's a very fun guy to talk to, and he's been in this industry for a long time, and. Um, yeah, he and, and being the CMO of our company and being the marketing department, he would probably be more okay with with, with taking his own thunder. <laughs> so you know, I, I, I like I will I will uh, I'll leave that there for you guys, and um, you can do with that as you wish. I love it. I love it. It's um yeah, actually something something Chesh said to me the other day, uh, just I mean resonated in the way that what you were just speaking about, like Australia being bigger than we feel, and I think we've got this this thing that we feel like the small guys in most things. Um, it, but it was only when uh, and we kind of move into the idea of that, like last year actually had such an effect on well, first of all sports cards but other mm-hmm. things like pokemon went nuts of course like magic's you know had a different time of course Every, everything's had their own challenges but like a lot of these kind of communities boomed in a weird way that um you know to do with spending more time home sometimes there's a lot of factors mm-hmm. that, that come into play of course but um chesh and i started doing sports card stuff literally just for fun i'm a massive nba nerd i'm not even really collecting anymore chesh started doing box breaks and stuff like that but it's like it's just astounding what the community meant there too and and the friends were made along the way, that kind of thing, and to the point as Chesh has to now take breaks from this to go to bloody Sydney to to do card events, and it's like good good job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it well, just all around Australia. Let's be honest, but yes, yeah, and it's I mean Chesh was talking. Well, we we're talking about you know the way 
some some kind of um, card. Uh, what do you even call them? It I, I, it's kind of trading card is the, the the definition I could put on it, and I'm wondering if there's even it's beyond trading card kind of things. But basically, trading card communities are often intertwined, and I've found that there's a lot of sports card fans that are Magic fans and vice versa. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Absolutely. between the trading cards as well, it's interesting. But um, you know, like. Uh, where the, like how much that becomes you know an expansion kind of point for uh, for you know CF Group B Group of course um, and that the whole thing that actually that that whole point I was trying to make but Chesh mentioned the other day that um, uh, was it was it sports cards in general Chesh you'll have to get the exact um, uh, reference but basically there was oh no it was grading submissions wasn't it that the third kind of the third country in the list of like popularity for grading third submissions is Australia. Yep. Yeah. Like well, that, US, I mean, of course. There you go. I yeah, mean, and it's like we're bigger than we think, and it's like there's well, there's are. there's appetite, absolutely. Look, I mean, there's, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like when when New Zealand says, you know, we're a small part, of it, we we acknowledge that <laughs> we actually are. Like for you know, when back in the old back in the old like PPTQ and RPTQ stages, you would you'd win a PPTQ and you'd go, yeah, yeah I've qualified mm-hmm. for an RPTQ. Uh, looks like I need a book and a flight to go to Sydney. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's, it's one of those things with Australia. If we put, if we bundle together Australasia, it's, it's a, it's one of the bigger markets. Like it's, yeah, there's yeah. The, it's, it's the following, right? It's, it's, um, it's the culture. It's, it's the whole shebang. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it just makes only more sense now. We're becoming more of a global business, you know, like, um, historically channel fireball being a us based business. I mean, but they've hosted events and uh, with their, with their previous events, they've hosted events and, Europe, they've hosted events in Japan, you know, and now coming together as a global company as the CFB Group, you know. Um, mm. Obviously, we've got so many staff based in Australasia, so much love in Australasia, and now partners forming all over the place because with us, with us changing into a community brand, we're partnering with just about everyone that we can. I mean, like we mm. we really we really want to work together and and provide you know added value at all fronts to consumers, working with other mm. other brands, publishers, titles, etc. So. Um, yeah, next just comes a series of like awesome events. I mean, that's, that's how it's going to be. I mean, and we're going to collaborate and, and make some really cool things happen. Love it. It's, um, yeah, I mean, my final point here was actually, it's kind of more or less been answered in the whole tone of the thing, which just makes me absolutely delighted, uh, because it's, it's everything I believe in communities, everything. And, and it's my biggest takeaway from last year, but I had the, the point that, you know, how have you observed you know, the nature of the game uh, and other trading card ecosystems, of course, but uh, from last year evolve in a way, you know, like, have you, have you seen that and directly and, and be it, you know, it doesn't even have to be tangibly from a sales perspective, but it's, it's just like, have you seen these kind of uh, communities and, and the, the attention grow uh, in a way that makes you, you pretty uh, excited about the future? So like the first thing that happened when COVID was announced, right? And we didn't know how long it was going to be is everyone thought, Oh no, Mm. what is going to happen to the trading card and the, um, you know, the the, the TCG industry, what's going to happen. Yeah. And, um, and we waited and we watched and we expected, you know, we expected it to be devastating. And then as time went on, we realized, Hey, you know, not much is actually changing. And then came the growth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you know, we we sit back at an aggregate level and we have a pretty good idea globally of what's going on with with each with each game with each hobby with each community like we've got a pretty good idea we've got a good amount of understanding and it it's exciting for us and that's why this merge happened that's why we've made the decisions we've made is because we know that right now 
COVID and everything going on that's preventing us from meeting and playing real life is not a representation of the future. It's yeah. It's a, it's something that people. It's probably just made people value this even more because absolutely you you don't really love something till it's gone. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're at now. So we're still at the gone stage. <laughs> but yeah. in saying that, the support and the love for the games and hobbies is gone. I mean, people are still buying products. People are still playing. People are people are booting up webcams. Like, you know, we're hosting yeah, events yeah. and we're doing premiere event lounges with, with Wizards. We're doing all kinds of events, digital events with all kinds of brands. And they're just, all of these companies are sitting around with us just saying, like, we can't wait till this is over and we can't wait till we can get back to it because we've, We've been sitting on the edge of our seats planning and, and, you know, we're no different. So we think that essentially even local, you know, the local game store communities, like for a lot of local game store communities, like it was a change in business model, um, you know, but the consumers, you know, they haven't given up and that's the big thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've got, we've even got some, some new games coming up right now, some new like um, tabletop games, some new TCGs that are coming out that, haven't even been able to have a real physical following that are just like blowing up because <laughs> yeah. because people will just want to support them and they just want to support the idea of playing and meeting and having communities together again. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I would say for anyone that's like looking at this industry and thinking like, oh, do I want to do I want to um you know partake in this next set? Do I want to you know carry on promoting this? Do I want to look at more digital hobbies? Like absolutely not. I yeah. think that I think that um. We're gonna. This is this whole thing has just been growing during COVID and following COVID. It's gonna be even better, and I, I think that budgets have been saved and and just like the consumers that have um you know had to really realize they love something when it's gone. It's the exact yeah. same. For, it's the exact same for the publishers. It's the exact same for the event coordinators. You know, like we've all felt the exact same thing. It's like, oh man, we really didn't realize how good we had it, and now we yeah. know that when it comes back, we're gonna appreciate it more and just take it to the next level. Yeah, so double down on that too. And I think that, I mean, personally, I had that thing too. Like, I just, I like to think of what it even felt like the the summer before it all happened. And I was like, yeah. I was, remar- like, first of all, I had it, we had it so good as luxurious life was. And, and yet I somehow, I somehow found a way to be even more stressed than I am now. You know, when, when things are taken away, you realize what they all meant, what, what they mean. And, and kind of that new level of appreciation, uh, keep kind of stepping on that point, of course. Uh, is is what frames everything in a new lens, and it's like wow, um, community's everything. These games are everything, and and I'm just I couldn't have more confidence, um, you know, in in what they mean in the future because, like I say, it's those other things like people getting into their basketball cards again. They're just like wow, I am realizing what home means. I'm, I'm realizing what family means. I'm realizing what my hobbies mean, and that's that's been such a healthy kind of influx. Yeah, man. You just, you just each person looks at themselves and just remembers like how they got into this, like how like the giant like yeah. folders and collections and all the different command decks and everything they have. Like, just think about where it all started and that that experience and why you decided to carry on investing your money yeah. into it and your time into it. And and like that's not gone. Like that's just that's yeah. just you know what I mean. Like that's still there and like no different to ever. It's just like you know we've just been given an opportunity you know in tandem to all think about it and all remember how important it is so yeah and that's that's um, key to view it as an opportunity like you say yeah i mean like i'm i'm personally man i'm still i'm still buying a little product <laughs> oh me too <laughs> like i'm yeah yeah you know what i mean like i'm it's for, for me this this doesn't stop nothing so no i'm i'm um i'm really excited for the future i i don't want to get too like you know 
COVID's one of those topics that just comes up in every single conversation oh, yeah, these days. Yeah. So I'd, lo- I'd love to avoid it if we can. But um, I'm optimistic, you know. Like I'm really Me thinking too, yeah, that yeah. I'm really thinking that, like you know, in the in the near future, um, we are going to find a way, whether it be through medicine process or just you know health and safety standards, to get together and and have some like at events, um, some uh, events at scale. But until mm. until until that is uh, you know, fully finalized and we can hand on heart say that we're, we're putting our community's health first. I mean, that's just what we're waiting on at this stage. Yeah, so, it's in the um, process. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, you can't be for the community and then and then rush something together that doesn't put health and safety first, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, I'll... I'll when when it's all when it's all good and confirmed, um, you know, I promise you, you'll be one of the first people we reach out to to give you the news to share on to your audience. Oh, I love it. That's uh, so exciting. I think no, that's no, it. No, it's no, like no, everything no. is 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 more positive when there's something to look forward to on the horizon, of course. And I, I think oh, that's yeah. that's the way we can look at it. So this is yeah, the, the future is quite bright. It's it's very nice. So yeah, love it. Cool, cool. So Chesh, you had some, um, you had a uh, section here that I, I, I'm, you know, not not ever that familiar with because we we don't get the chance to do these that much. But you went and got some, <laughs> you received some listener questions. What is this? You're right. I went out, I went out and did my damn job like I'm supposed to, <laughs> rather than sitting here just being quiet. <laughs> um, so we did have some listener questions, um, which we will obviously ask and try and have answered. And obviously, if we if we can't get an answer to those, we'll definitely get one in the future, we're sure. <laughs> no um, comment. So starting off, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So starting off, our good friend Jordan from New Zealand, Orkshead Jordan, um, says, what influences the decision to hold Magic Fest in specific locations and countries? Uh, and when was the last Magic Fest that you personally attended? The last Magic Fest that I personally attended, boy, I... Uh-huh. I haven't. I haven't actually even uh, ever since the, the switch over to the Magic Fest system. I haven't actually attended one. Um, the problem mm. with me is that at some stage, um, I, I can I can be quite transparent here in saying that I work seven days a week. Um, mm. yeah, <laughs> so exactly. you know, with with a, with a one year old, a three year old, and a very understanding and supportive wife, I have to choose my spare time very carefully. So these days like local drafting and things are about all I get to, but like actually getting back into the competitive and getting back up to the events was a tough one for me. Um, mm. You'd get, it, you'd get mm. a very different answer if you were to direct that at John or Mashi or one of the team on that yeah. side. But um, I, I'm going to be honest with you with the, um, with, with becoming CEO of the CFB group very recently. I mean, yeah, I'm probably not the right person um, to ask that particular question. Cause I, I actually don't fully know what exactly. influences those decisions, but all I know is that, yeah. um, well, I, and everything has changed as well. Oh so no, but look, it's kind one of... thing I can say though, just for just for is that moving forward, we're looking to we're looking to to main out some of our own events too. So I mean, we're looking to kind mm. of create a little bit more sort of direction with some more sort of events from through the Channel Fireball brand that'll just open up our regional engagement. Um, and that's that's partly part of merging and just wanting to get you know, similar amounts of love into Australasia. Um, but it's all it's all still being mapped out. So, you know, until we're ready to announce anything, and like I said, do watch our announcements in the coming weeks and months. Um, we just have to, we also have to wait and see, you know, kind of, kind of mm-hmm. what it is that Watsi's going to do with the future too, right? Because, I mean, we're all still working through mm-hmm. that together. And um, it's, it's a tough world we live in right now to kind of, sorry, I guess reflect on the old and talk about the new. <laughs> mm, exactly. True, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, 
So the next one comes from Freshmaker. Fresh says, and Fresh is a, an avid commander player, just put it out there so you know where this is coming from. Um, how, how long until Australia and New Zealand get those awesome Magic and Commander Fests in a box with all the fancy promos? Because oh. we saw them come into APAC through Asia, but they didn't actually make it to Australia and New Zealand. Oh. Um, and, and we've been asking for those for quite some time. <laughs> I, I personally asked for this 12 months ago and was told soon. Um, oh, I absolutely happened. just tuned out. I was like, I just, I just assume we can't get them, so it's not for me. I was like, oh well. Yeah, well, yeah, no, well let's, just, no, that's assuming, actually responded to me saying soon, and it was like, cool. And assuming, yeah, assuming it's a dangerous game. As you can, as you can, as you're probably aware, we've had a few distractions running through the plate with the transition and business model. Really? But yeah, 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 just a few. <laughs> hey, let me. That's I've been receiving um, personal messages about that. Obviously, being being a Kiwi myself and being embedded in the New Zealand Australian sort of community, <laughs> I, I, I would be lying if I said I, I haven't been asked to you know pull a few pull a few strings in that. So what what I will do rather than rather than give that Josh's answer right here, I'll go away to our marketing team and I'll. I'll see if we can get a New Zealand Australian um, announcement put out about that, Ooh. Um, just so we get mm. something public put out about it. Because, um, I mean, personally, I, I know that we're um, we're all about getting out as many of these products and as much value as we can. Um, you know, I personally, I've personally been, um, you know, every time I see an opportunity, just trying to sneak in a chaos draft set and things like that. Oh, <laughs> back yeah, my, yeah, back, yeah. back my way, yeah. So oh, like, I can, I completely can. I love you. chaos draft. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Chaos draft <laughs> is pure magic. It's just that, yeah, there's nothing yeah. better. Yeah, Sam, it, Sam knows how much I love. I absolutely love chaos draft. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. <laughs> that, that's been in my Christmas thing for a long time. It's like. Grabbing a whole bunch of random boosters well, and being like, "Let's have a draft," and then kicking people's asses with my, uh, with with my well, uh, my super spell decks. <laughs> well, collect co- co- collect some um collect some contact details of the listeners that are interested in those products, and I'll um I'll see what I can do. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one comes from our friend King of Engineers. Uh, getting Command Fest to LGS. Do we have a process for that yet? Um, if not, when can we expect that uh, process should be laid out? Um, it, it's all in the works right now. So um, mm-hmm. our entire business is transitioning to an LGS model. So the idea mm-hmm. is going to be that all of these unique sort of, you know, sealed and promotional products and everything, we want to we want to share like all of this with the LGS. So um, that's probably that probably be another great one that we can put a, um, an LGS communication out about. Um, we've obviously yep. we've got um, our our list that we send through, and if you're not on the channel fireball. Um, mailing list um, as an LGS mm-hmm. store owner, feel free to reach out to myself directly. Um, or there you go. yeah, yeah. So you can contact me. I'm I'm still in the transition of emails, so it's still Josh at binderpos.com. Um, if, if you're an LGS owner, feel and free to feel free to ping me directly. But we will also make a public communication around that because it's yeah. in the works. I mean, I feel like that could almost tie in as well to like the whole Magic Command Fest in a box thing as well. Like if, if, and this is just me spitballing here, but like I can imagine those actually going through the LGS to support the LGS and the LGS being able to, you know, to sell those on to customers and, and have Command Fest 
you know inside the lgs for the like the cool promos but again i'm not, uh, i can't i, I can't i can't do the exactly. i can't do exciting <laughs> announcements for the marketing team and it makes it makes these questions you know way way more annoying for you guys to ask me to answer this way but i all, all like all i can say is that moving forward our entire focus is the lgs stores so like any 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 mm-hmm. like cool product relationships anything we're always going to be thinking of ways that we can spin this and 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 distribute it and push it through lgs because it's it's not about us anymore like the the old way of doing business of just like you know like taking our huge customer base and just you know sell 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 you know that that's that's those days are gone you know like we're talking before the end of q2 Mm. that's going to be gone it's going to be all about it's going to be all about the local it's going to be all about retailers it's going to be all about you know supporting these guys and um these things are just evolutions of that, like you know the, the innovative ways that we've found to to create create value within these products to you know differentiate ourselves in this market. Um, it, you know, it's it's coming, it's coming. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that's good enough for me. We'll we'll move on to the guest profile questions. Yeah. If you don't mind, Sam, I'm going to start this one off. Do because it because it's with my most hated and apparently most interacted with on Twitter question. <laughs> Uh, as we saw this week. So, Josh, are you ready for these? Because these are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would just do my best. Josh, pineapple on pizza. Is it a yes or a no? Is it a context? You can context it. We've had <laughs> okay, some hearty so discussions about this that went yes. for like half an hour. It was great. So, I don't mind. I don't mind pineapple on pizza. It's not my favorite. Um, growing yeah. up, I hated it. I'd pick it off. Um, and it, it would be a complete, a complete nut of turn off for me. But, um, mm-hmm. now as an adult, like, you know, like a Hawaiian pizza With a refined is fine. Palette. <laughs> but, you know, now that, you know, now that I'm a bit of a, a pizza connoisseur, I, um, I can, I can tolerate it, but I'm more likely to go for like, I've had so much pizza in my life these days. Like I'm more likely to go for edgy flavors, like, you know, chicken and bacon or ca- chicken and camembert, you know, like it's, I'm yeah, going for chicken caramel. Work, like, uh, dude, no, 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 no. Uh, what you want to is uh, sweet chili king prawn camembert. Trust oh, me. Oh yeah, there you go. See, there you go. That's pretty good. Yeah, there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely all about but, pizza. But if, but, if, but if you but if you said there was pineapple, like on, I mean, maybe maybe not that pizza. I mean, come on. But if there was no. if there was pineapple on like a pretty plain Joe pizza I was eating, I wouldn't pick it off. I'd indulge. Nah. <laughs> just accept it. I also like Josh that you don't you don't uh, feel the need to take scorching hot takes on absolutely everything, which is refreshing. And I think it's it's a it's a message we kind of advocate a little bit. It's like there's there's sometimes in the magic community where it's like not everyone has to have the scorching hot take on everything. It's like, like and there's a whole like universes beyond was that too. It's like I can just go, oh, it's fine. Like you know. there was a saying there was a saying that an old mentor of mine used to say all the time, and it stuck really close with me. And it's like. You just have to like pick which hill you're willing to die on. Um, and like when I think to myself, like pineapple on pizza, I'm like probably not gonna throw it away. <laughs> like, I'll probably, oh, wow. we'll, we'll we'll pull back. Yeah, I love it. I love the, it. the only reason I will die on that hill is because I'm definitely allergic to actually eating pineapple. Oh, yeah. So I can't. You'll probably yeah, you, die. You would literally be dead on the hill with the pizza. <laughs> yeah, we'll literally be dead on the hill. Oh, yeah, that's, so, that's, so that's like that's what. But that's where the saying comes in because it just helped you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Validation. That's Val- validated your, right. yeah, your view. Yeah. Uh, the next one is a card that you love from Magic. It might not be the best card in the world, but you absolutely love it and put it in a deck any chance you get. It's, it's almost iconic because when I was a young boy and I first played Magic, there was a card that just keeps coming back to me and it was Raging Goblin. <laughs> um, oh, thank 
goodness it's not earthbind yes yeah yeah no it was just it was just because um when i was young i didn't have access obviously it was like you know mum was helping support the addiction as opposed to me with my part-time job um (laughs) and you know like i remember like at the local game store um i just couldn't win any games because like their decks were just too good and mine were just made out of whatever i could find in booster packs at the time and um and you know you know how that goes um, until I found out that uh, Rush Red is really cheap in every set always, um, and you yeah, know, like yeah. I, I <laughs> the, and the, and the first set of cards that I had toward my Red Rush at the time was a set of Raging Goblins, and I was like, great, right. I've I've got I've got like thirty of these guys from Booster Pack, <laughs> so I just whacked in like, and I think I had four of them in foil eventually, and I was just like, this is great, and even though they were just nothings, um. You know, like I, I pissed off a lot of people by being the young guy that took away some Friday Night Magic standards <laughs> and, and just, just running with a $30 red deck. And, and that was I, like... I love the way you say that too, because it's it's exactly that feeling when like you haven't lived until you've like, you just, it's a little less of joys, but like a one man, a one, one with haste. And they're like, I wasn't ready. I was, this is the equivalent of when we played Goldeneye growing up and it's like, hey, hey, you can't kill me. I didn't have a gun yet. And it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like the, the, so, the control players, right? It's like it's, your win condition is that one, one you resolved in the first turn that i that exactly. i can't seem to deal with because yep. you keep you it's keep funny doing that things. you mention raging goblin because that sparked a memory yeah um sam the card is urza's rage it's not a gold card it's a red card with kicker from invasion oh, yeah. and that has the massive like urza's power armor on it yeah like the yeah, massive yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Urza's Rage. Yeah, the, the old one. Yeah, that's the same for, one from um, yep. Searing um, Rays, which is Searing Rays is my new favorite card. But um, so, yeah, like, yeah. if I had to go for a second favorite, just to just to give you something a little bit more spicy, it'd be Digraph Colossus. <laughs> oh, um, that one's great. Oh, nice. That yeah, one's great. yeah, because that was that was when I got back into the game after all the years of being away and decided to come back and I made just mono black zombies, and um, <laughs> and he was just a workhorse. Um, <laughs> he just he just he. He won me games, and he probably annoyed more people than the 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 Rush Red did. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's me. I mean, for in terms of in terms of um, commander, I mean, like my commander decks aren't really like win decks. I mean, when you talk about like when you talk about like Absan tokens, I mean, like you don't yeah <laughs> you don't you don't take say- away sorry. The, the Colossus is completely capable in Commander. And I like that's a point I'm making Commander too. So is Raging Goblin. You can absolutely jam it and go, this oh. is, I love this card. And, and you know, I, it's not on anyone to say, like, you know, that doesn't belong in the format. It's up to you. It's, it's, no, he, it's awesome. Yeah, dude, you can, you can make just about anything work in Commander. That's the beauty of Commander. I mean, you've just, yeah. you just have to have a plan, right? And then, I, <laughs> I mean, I think the beauty of saying, like, this is a 100-card deck and you can't have any of the same cards, like, at a base level, yeah. is, like, that, that's what makes these cards possible because when you look at standard or modern and things obviously there's just oh, there's, there's right and yeah, wrong and your four sets and you're, you're you know you're balancing the the chance of draw versus how many you want and things and so yeah, exactly you, you can throw a wild card in as whenever the hell you want and like yep i love this because of the art doesn't do anything else it's just a beautiful unicorn or something so yeah i actually love that the i think the diagraph colossus art's beautiful it's uh, oh, it's amazing yeah. like and in grossness of course it's like the big you know wicker man full of people which is disturbing as hell but they're like the the birds for scale but um it's it's like a there is a it's like a dark souls boss actually like it's oh yeah well like, i'm like a together. If I have to look at like favorite planeswalker, like Liliana's like right there. Right? Oh, yeah. So like whenever I get a chance, whenever I get a, like an excuse to go black, like I just I just take it because I don't know why, but like um, you know black win conditions are like a win. Uh, you know that 
they're always satisfying, like whether they're drains, yeah. whether they're like, you know, <laughs> um, like zombie horde overrun or whether it's re- reanimation recurrence. Like it's, they, they just they always feel dirty. Yeah, Rise of the Dark Realms is a great one. It's um, I, was actually, I, I completely uh, skipped over um, Brewer's notes at the start, but um, I had one note oh. I was going to say, which was I've been playing my Kalia deck lately, which is Mardu. That's all fine, but the whole thing's just hinging around winning off Liliana's contract, which is like if you oh, have yeah. four demons, you win. And it's like, I, I did not make it easier. There's seriously like four in the whole deck, but it's like that's the type of thing. It's like, yeah, achievement unlock. I pulled that off. It felt cool. Love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you love it when a good, a good uh, plan comes together, like when you win with Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And you're just cheering, like Gary, <laughs> yeah, he did it. He got there. The people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one, no one's got a heavier burden than Gary. Oh, anyway. exactly. Gary's getting Cadaver's, uh, printed an old border too with Time Spiral remastered, which is pretty mm. fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cad Bloom Drain Life. There we go. <laughs> 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 yeah. Cross Bloom deck was fantastic. Uh, the next question is: Who would you most like to have dinner or a drink with, dead or alive, real or fictional? Oh, real or fictional? Oh man, that just makes it so much harder. Oh, <laughs> you're oh real or I mean, like I feel like or always goes to fictional. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stay away from like I'm gonna stay away from. Um, and anime. anime and manga because <laughs> I, I actually don't know right, hand on heart if I want like to Bulma? meet a lot of the people that I like in those things. Um, the look, someone, someone that I thought would be really cool to meet, um, just for a number of reasons, just because, like, you know, being a psych, being like a, an ex psych student and, and being fascinated with the human mind, like, I'd probably Freddie Mercury would be right up there for me. Oh my As, god, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, I just, I don't know, man, like, he just rock and roll you know like i just i'd love to see what goes on in that guy's head and just have a, a conversation with him because what a wild life he led and how did he get there from what he where he came from and just so so many questions so, and love the music yeah, yeah here's a little story yeah here's a little story about freddie mercury for the people out there who don't know Ooh. freddie mercury was such a badass that um at one of the recording <laughs> sessions i kid you not the sex pistols came to the recording studio and were acting up and you know trying to be like thuggish and stuff so, dickhead lead singer of Sex Pistols walks in and starts having a go at Freddie Mercury, calling him an opera singer. Freddie just grabs him by the lapels of his shirt, right, and just pushes him out the door. Just <laughs> shoves him. Just doesn't give anything. Cause, so, if you're calling somebody like Freddie Mercury an opera singer, like that's you trying to be offensive. Oh, look at you, aren't you being so quaint and cute? He was but inspired. For Freddie to turn around. Yeah. Yeah, for Freddie to turn around, he he basically went like... Uh, oh really is is that what you think like what are you going to do about it? you're going to try and hit me like look at the way you're dressed you you know you're just a loud brute yeah and and johnny's just going like oh you know f you f you f you and so he just like kicks him out just grabs him and just pushes him out and just like <laughs> i would like love to meet freddie at that that there peak w- in his oh. in his life where he was just like looked at the sex pistols and went Oh, you think you're as good as us? Yeah. No, you're just a bunch of corporate shills. I don't care what you want. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and like, just, wow. I was going to say, like, Freddie being so, so kind of just in independent and like uh, about his vision, which is always something I, I look back on. And, and I've got to say, my mom kind of brought me up that way going, David Bowie and, and Freddie Mercury are truly creative. And, and it's something it, I'd say it before, it's my, my job being creative, allegedly but it's something that is hard to do. It really is. And like, you look at them, they're like, they just have 
a vision and find inspiration in all little things is the way I always put it. And so it's like the whole thing with the opera, it's like, I, I'm inspired by this, even if like, you know, Brian May and the others is like, uh, what did, I don't know if I can see your vision here, seriously. Like, and it's like, no, I'm just absolutely enthralled by this type of music right now. And it's, it's just amazing what they came up with. And I think I always go back to Queen 1 and 2 and like the, he made literally like a fantasy world in his head and like so, some songs and, about it basically. And it's like prog. It's amazing. And he just had a passion and a dream and, you know, like his culture, his, you know, religion, everything was against him. And he just, yeah, he just, yeah. he, fo- he followed what, you know, he, he just followed his head and followed his heart and just, it just got it done. Right. And like, I just, I'd love to surround myself with more people like that because there's just, there's just less of them these days. Um, that's right of, the, that's of right. these stories you know like the world the world really isn't what it was then so like that's that's just one person that came to mind like um again like if i went fictional i mean god you know we'd need another hour i'd need to think about it <laughs> um <laughs> so, so but yeah anyway that that's uh that's my answer there i'll lock in i'll lock in a <laughs> love it no it's it's there's no right or wrong answers but that is an answer i absolutely love great um I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take the next one chesh uh josh do you have a mm-hmm. video game hall of fame it can be one it can uh, be five whatever oh Top yeah oh so so many so i mean the, the one that got <laughs> me into the one that got me into like gaming in general um and we're not talking like the little boys but like uh pokemon pokemon red and blue oh um, yeah like I can remember going camping with my family and just sitting in the tent on a pocket Game Boy with a flashlight, just like because back then Game Boys didn't have like self-illuminated screens, and yeah. just you know like playing <laughs> playing Pokemon. Um, oh, there's like there's so many. Um, I mean I'm I'm a huge video game enthusiast, so like um, oh man, like you know like the Final Fantasies like come to mind. Yeah, true. Final Fantasy seven and in particular 10 being probably the next one um and then like I, I played some sort of really sort of niche obscure games like azure dreams and things like that that really got me into um oh yeah yeah probably probably no one's heard of azure tower or azure dreams but um it was like a little sort of jrpg western um adapted um and probably out of like the later years of of gaming highlights for me would be rust um so i've, I've oh, spent nice. i mean i i I'm not. I'm not going to shy away from it. Like I'm, I've spent like two thousand hours playing Rust over the past <laughs> like ten years. Like it's 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 where I go to 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 be something different. So, and the community in there allows for it because I don't know what it is that that makes you like a you know an adult, a father, a professional human being. But in Rust, you're just an animal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, There's like powerful you, undertones there, isn't it? Like oh yeah, you just. You, you just you find your primitive self. So if you've never embraced your primitive self, go play Rust for about two weekends, and you'll be like, "What yeah. have I become? What have I become?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what humans become in the in you know forced in in different circumstances, or like foundationally, like you say, and then also our communities form, and it's like it's one of those exercises. You're like, "Oh, oh wow, yeah. this is very interesting." I I don't even need to know. I don't even need to know like in real life what would happen in apocalypse because I played Rust, so yeah. I I, yeah. I have a fair idea. It's it, there's a lot of nudity and it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Art, <laughs> and, art Im- imitates life in a way, you know? Like it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, a microcosm. Yeah, abs- <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I love it. Oh, that's rad. Uh, go on the next one, Chesh. Recommend us a music album. Recommend a music album? 
That's a funny yeah. way to put it. A music album, a musical disc, if you will. Yeah. Well, a, a look, CD. I know, I know. <laughs> Considering we're all about trading cards, I can't actually say album because album says to me like, um, what, like an album of footy cards? Yeah, yeah, true. So no, no, I, I, I music get album is probably the better be way, way to say it. it. Yeah, um, I'm a real mixed bag of music, eh? Um, recommend a music album. Oh, probably, probably one of my fondest would be like. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you know, based on my previous question, that you know, Queen would be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like I'd probably go for, for. I'd probably just go for Queen because it just feeds them well off my previous. I mean, that's like one of my go-to's. Um, in between listening to New Age and all the other genres of music I listen to, I'm a, I'm a real mixed bag. Like my, sh- my, my, uh, my Spotify account would just confuse you. Um. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I de- let's just say I dabble like I can listen to metal I can listen to rock and then at the same time listen to R&B and, and country um, so, so you, you mentioned you mentioned new age so you're kind of looking at do, do you mean like a bit of your like ambient electronica type stuff I have gaming music right like I love oh I yeah love, nice. I, I love like a good I love like a good chill step um, mm, I love mm. I love oh wait what's that what's that music I listen to uh, lo-fi yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. So like quite a lot of lo fi. But like when you say what's your favorite album, you're not gonna say lo fi. <laughs> yeah, they're harder to pin down. Exactly. No, it's yeah, fine, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah, they yeah. don't it, that's the beauty of it. They don't have to be crowd please uh yeah, crowd pleasers kind of things too. And no, they don't. I, I, feel, I mean I feel like I get judged on my music taste, especially by my <laughs> wife. <laughs> I think everyone does. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh no, I love it. And Look, um, I'm not going to judge you for for listening to Cradle of Filth. That's your own yeah. prerogative. <laughs> yeah. No, I love I love actually um, a band a band that I love that a lot of people haven't heard of or don't listen to is like In This Moment. Yep. Um, for people that haven't heard that, so that that'd be another one I'd like to suggest. Oh, I love it. No, it's uh, and that's a rabbit hole. I think we could we could easily go down. Um, you know, another time as well. That's um, I'd love to. One of my favorite things is kind of throwing records back and back and forth. You know, maybe not literally as as per uh, the you know um, what's the Shaun of the Dead movie? They're literally like throwing records, but um, at the zombies. But just <laughs> yeah. just sharing sharing music with one another. Like it's one of my favorite things. Um. Anyway, uh, next one was: Do you have a favorite piece of magic art on a card? You just like I just love the art. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, favorite piece of magic art. I typically I typically have my favorites in every set, right? Um, Ooh. I love the innovate. I love the uh, what is it invocation or innovation or expedition of um of Scarab God. Um, and oh, Scott, that one's and, hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, or, or maybe even more the um, scorpion. I'm not too sure, but like I just I know the Emin kit invocations. I really liked them for some reason. That Egyptian theme and just like I know they really did it for me. Like I I I have to yeah. be. I was I was like a huge believer that the scarab god would be meta when no one else thought he would. They were like, this guy doesn't do enough. I was like, what are you kidding? This guy does everything. <laughs> Yeah, he does uh, everything. He literally, <laughs> literally, like, that's what the card reads. Like, you just you win, you do everything. Yeah. Um, it's like you you come back to life, you you bring other stuff back to life, you scry, you drain. Like, what aren't you doing? Yeah, um, exactly. So, I mean, that would probably be right up there for me. Um, for for like main concept arts, like some of the adventure cards were awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to think. And then and then other than that, I mean, one of the things that like sort of brought me in 
when I was younger was just like how awesome like some of the Planeswalker art was. But when I think about favorites, I mean, no, nah, not 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 hugely. I mean, every time I think of um, favorites, I just go straight to like promo cards and full arts and things, and that's not really fair. Yeah, no, I, I like that too <laughs> because it's also that that acknowledges the frame and and of course, um, I mean, I was going to make that Ristic Studies uh, connection there that like um, Sam has been talking about. Uh, he he's been a fan of like how bold those like invocation frames were for so long. The the Amonkhet ones being and, and a lot of people I just remember the outcry. People hate them. Why does that game look like Yu Gi Oh? Blah blah blah. And it's like nah. yeah, I mean whatever. Not it personally. was a bold move. I appreciate like bold design moves like that. And it's like we might not repeat this again. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, and now I love them. Like I've got I've got two cryptic commands and I find them really funny because you can't even read the text. And it says cryptic command question mark because it's one of the <laughs> hieroglyphics. And it's like it's just funny. And um, but yeah, it's it's appreciating yeah, I feel, I, those as we move on. They're cool. I feel, I feel like they they looked cool. They came off like pretty cool cards. Like you know, even if they weren't like the best cards to be played in meta, they were cool. The, the, the god cards yeah. were cool and that's it and um and they were just different they were fun like the thing that made you like them you couldn't really appreciate them unless you'd pulled one out of a booster because exactly when you feel hidden one, and exotic you know like that yeah, like you've pulled like a, something out of the sand that no one's seen for hundreds of years and like, like, ooh, that's, ex- like, that's exactly what i felt because i i pulled one out of the first booster box I opened yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then i was like because when i saw them and I, I was probably like sharing that opinion with a lot of people until i pulled one and then yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. no, actually, that was really cool. And I like, I, yeah, I like the mistake around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, again, controversial opinion, but there you go. <laughs> You're right. I never thought about it that way, but the same same experience that my friend handed me a booster pack when we were going to play Pack Wars. And he's like, haha, this one's probably got an invocation in it, or like, you know, cr- have this crappy pack because he has awfully bad luck with booster packs, which. I know there's there's no logic to that. There's just like a coincidence, whatever. But he hands me this one, and he he gets one, and we play a, a game of Pack Wars with the LGS owner, and they're like ha ha ha. And there was no better like situation to pull one out that we've <laughs> sleeved up fifteen cards and not knowing what's in them and playing them with Pack Wars. And I just go, I cast Cryptic Command, and I was just like, everyone's just dropped what they're doing. It's like that's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. And yeah, so I, exactly, I always, t- I never thought about that, but I always tie it back to how cool that experience was. That you've you've pulled something so arcane and like you know so mysterious and like no one's seen anything like it. It's so yeah, cool. it just I feel I feel like it just adds something. Like you know, you're always you're always down. Like I I love what uh, Wizards have been doing, like by expanding the art and adding the, all these different alts and things like that. Like it's been really cool and exciting. It's made you know pack opening a little bit more dynamic but yeah. i still don't think it beats just pulling like you know those invocations those complete alt, like those complete out of it arts yeah. that just don't even fit in with the set you know it's the same card but it's yeah. just and half the time don't appear in a booster box or something like they're just they are ultra rare yeah yeah no that's so cool it's a and, it's and, a cool concept i i personally want to see more of it i know a lot of people including in my friend circles and my player groups hated them and um that and that's almost why i said it but um yeah yeah <laughs> love it but, yeah because yeah, i know right now somewhere they're, they're shaking their fists but yeah, um yeah. yeah no that's 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 the truth for me though that's just that's reality and that's the beauty art is subjective like most things so um yeah dig it yeah awesome um chess do you have a mint in your mouth for the next question uh not a mint in my mouth <laughs> something else Re- recommend a movie yes recommend a movie i just watched the demon slayer <laughs> look i mean <laughs> this one's preloaded I, I promise i'm not endorsed or paid by demon slayer but i watched the movie <laughs> last night and it was just 
It was amazing. It did, it did everything for me. It had it had sadness, it had humor, it had kick-ass fighting scenes, it had you know touching backstories. But like usually, not a huge fan of anime slash manga films because they just they don't mm. usually weigh up to real films. But right. um, yeah, this one this one was this yeah. one was totally worth going to the cinema. Like totally worth it. Dang. Ooh, yeah, and it's also like yeah, I haven't been in the cinema for cinema for a good year, and I think there's a there's a good movie to you need to go back for a good movie kind of thing. So yeah, very yeah 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 yeah. Give it give it a watch, but like yeah, I mean like I it's one of those things too where like I find myself I find enjoyable movies where I get a bit of a smile, but I seldomly laugh out loud. Um, <laughs> you know, and that was a movie that had me laughing out loud multiple times, and I, I enjoy that. Yeah, there's uh there's 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 fewer higher distinctions I think then. That's awesome. Yeah. Dig it. Um, next one was, and I'm glad you prefaced with the fact that you did play Pokemon and it has a big, big kind of place in your heart, of course, because this is a funny one in a personality question kind of thing that is like some people are like, I don't know, something. But I think it's evergreen enough. Most people have an opinion, which is great. But uh, do you have a, f- a favorite Pokemon that you kind of relate to? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, since being a kid, my, my fascination was always with Alakazam. I love that. I love that Pokemon, man. I love I love trying to catch those slippery abras, you know, like the the yeah, only move yeah. Oh, own, yeah, in red and blue so, they were impossible. Was, oh yeah, they so all they all they knew was teleport and then you caught them and then you had to train them with the only thing they knew was teleport and then yeah. when they got to Kadabra you had to trade them to evolve them because and then you know back when you had to do that through like a link, like through a physical cable with your friend, that wasn't yeah. <laughs> that um, no one had. It's just like yeah, exactly. So so by the time you bring them out in a fight you're like Man, I really jumped through hoops to get this. <laughs> yeah, I did um, that. exactly. But he's but he's just he's all, I think he's just awesome. I mean, like even in the animated series, you know, like there was a lot of mystery wrapped around him in the early days, and like when he when he sort of squared off, it was was the bad guy against the ghosts, and you know. Oh, I remember um, that episode, and that was epic. It was just like, oh, Ash has found his match now. Like, just can't get past the psychic types, and it's like, what do you do? You go to the ghost tower and you go get a Gengar or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> or whatever he, he got. It's, yeah. Yeah, he reminds you. Yeah, he reminds you of like that that end that final boss, right? Like he's he was uh he was the early days Mewtwo. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can, he's you can he feel great, but something will put you in your place, kind of thing. Yeah, and like if I if I ever go back to play like the old school, because every now and again, like I'll get together with a group of like you know old school mates, and you know we might we might like download it on our phone or something, and just you know play, and like he'll always be on my team. So he's yeah, got to be one yeah. of my fa- he's got to be one of my favorites very very cool love the spoons too like it's always just like my favorite yeah. part it's like why are you holding yeah. spoons can you ever not hold the spoons like no nah, i'm gonna hold the spoons like, no these exactly. are these are they should grow out of his hands i think that's i actually like that about pokemon they they, they spend very little time explaining themselves i, I oh, yeah, one thing yeah. one thing that's i couldn't stand with nope one, one thing i couldn't stand with cyberpunk the, the latest game i played is like i thought the game was visually stunning i think they needed to spend far less time explaining their fictional background of their like fictional technology like yeah. we don't we don't really care like how all this like vending machine works or like this little microchip and how it interacts <laughs> with people's brains like it's it's not real. So, so, some people are lapping up that law, but it's like yeah, and then, <laughs> then it's, at the same time they're not explaining how the police just appear out of thin air. It's like okay, yeah, fine. Or why or why when I whistle my car it just drops out of the sky in my head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Because this is this is GTA rules, you know. Like you can just summon a tank. It's fine. Exactly. Uh, good. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Alakazam's just probably a massive fan of the Room, the cult movie. Um, oh, anyway. absolutely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Mark. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, the last one to wrap it all up, though, of course. In just a few words, what does magic mean to you? Oh man, magic! Magic means to me. 
And they've wrapped it up pretty well together, right? Like it's it's the idea. And apologies. Um, a couple of motorcycles just decided it would be a great time to just roll past the office. Perfect. Um, yeah, no, lovely. Um, magic means to me it's it's meeting up with people. It's it's bringing back what I what I was most fond of as a kid was meeting up with my friends with Game Boys and playing games or lugging my TV over to my friend's garage and linking up all of our Xboxes to play Halo. It's it's the idea that I can like meet up with a, a group of people that I enjoy seeing on a Friday and do and run a draft, you know, where I can sit mm-hmm. down with a table of four on a random Wednesday afternoon and play a game of Commander. It's it's that social it's that social engagement in that community that I feel like I'm I'm losing in the in the digital space. Like I the huge yeah, disconnect yeah. of like, you know, disc I, I just still jump on with all the same people and I'll jump on Discord and I'll play a video game, but it, it it's just not the same as opening a fresh pack, picking a card, talking a bit of banter and then you yeah. know, hate, and then hate drafting my friend on the right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't, you can't buy that. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so great, you know. Um, yeah. So that, that, but that's what it is to me. Um, yeah. No, I love that to bits, and it's, it's, it's true. It's yeah. I mean, it's. I said it before, but I think nothing made me happier than to you know hear what you're about personally, and that like this, you know, where the game's heading with such a. I want to say a big part of it because uh, what you guys are doing is driving the game and, and, and one of the big parts of it uh, being that LGSs have a uh, a representative basically and it's like we're not yeah. looking at excluding that low level because what's the point then the whole whole thing falls apart kind of thing and, yeah. and it's just it's easy to think bigger companies these days just go you know uh, we don't care about people whatever and, and but it's the future is about the small companies doing interesting moves and, and thinking things a little bit alternatively and, and, and acknowledging all the parts that make up the ecosystem. So yeah, no respect. And it's just like, I, you, I, I couldn't have hoped for a better person of the podcast. Actually, it just makes me happy. Yeah, well, thank you. The game thank too. you so much. I, I look for, and for anyone listening, like I, I think it's about just understanding as well that like, you know, we're all just people. I mean, we That's know, right. our, we right. know, we know our companies aren't perfect and our products aren't perfect and that everything <laughs> we do isn't always the magic bullet, but like, we have genuine intentions and we want to help yeah. people and we're going to keep trying. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we're not yeah. going to stop. So even if we make a mistake, even if, if there, you know, there's something that could be improved in a product or an event or whatever it might be, like, you know, we're just people like you. I mean, like, you yeah. know, like we're all out here trying to get it done. And I think that that's the big thing to take away with um, when you look at anyone or any facet, you know, like anyone you're frustrated with or any company that's maybe not doing something you think is just, there's so many angles and there's so many things going on that people aren't aware of. And at the end of the day, you just really got to look at like, what is it that these people are trying to do? And like, do we genuinely yeah. believe them? And um, John and I, like the reason this merge has happened, the reason we carry on running this company together is because, um, you know, we, we're just gamers. Like we just are really passionate guys yeah. about this. Like we, we genuinely care about what happens to this industry and we want to make sure if we've got the power to like make positive changes to make people's lives better and, and ensure the future growth of it, then we're going to do it. Yeah. With, with great power comes great, great responsibility, right? Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't say we have great power. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm up in Spider-Man. Come on, man. Um, For some reason, man, it's just like, and, and, and to link in another, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, pop culture quote thing, whatever. It's just like, well, the power is yours. Exactly. And, and that's oh, kind of yeah. true. It's like, I make that joke and then I'm like, well, it's kind of true. It's like, it's, it's, it's the players drive it, right? You know? Isn't a better thing for the merger like Captain Planet quotes? Like with our powers yeah. combined? 
exactly. <laughs> Which is full circle, full circle. For some yeah, reason, I, that was float. That was floating around my head before when we were talking about universes beyond. I'm like, I just wait, I just wait want- a second. Five, five, five. Kind of, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? World warriors of 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 you know the the different facets of Earth. You know the elements. Wind, water, wind, heart. Fire, yeah. water, heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like five colors of magic. It works, and and exactly, I love it. I and, just the first uh, thing that comes to my mind one. is I want to wonder which one I am in the circle. You know, like when I'm when I'm handing, yeah. when I'm putting my ring in, and that that scares me because the options aren't amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a very old animated show. Um, oh, it's so rad! It's so rad. Yeah, Captain Planet's pretty sick though. I mean, yeah. his anticipation was always his big thing, right? Like he would always solve the problem straight away, but he waited. Oh yeah, um, yeah, exactly. We're all gonna die. Are you gonna? Are you gonna yeah, arrive it? You gonna arrive it? Exactly. It's, it's right, kind everyone. of like Gandalf taking three days to get come back with the horses, or like when the the eagles turn up at the last. It's like you could just flown. No, that's fine. Oh yeah, whenever, <laughs> whenever, whenever someone asks me that, because being a Kiwi, we always get asked. Like you know, people, you know, every American wants to be like, why didn't Frodo just fly the eagle to Mount Doom? And I'm always, yeah. and I'm always like, because it wouldn't have made a good book. <laughs> like it no. wouldn't, it wouldn't, like you wouldn't have enjoyed reading it. Like you know what I mean? Like it would have been five pages. <laughs> They all lived happily ever after at yeah. the end. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and what have we learned from this? Like, it was like we now that now that giant flying eels are extinct, we're all buggered if this happens. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 um, it's one of those things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the anticipation and the hike made it. But um, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, just just to go back on what you just said, thanks so much for having me here. Um, it's you know it's been a, an honor and a privilege chatting to you and, and your audience and um. Yeah, I really hope that more members of our organization can get in here because I know we've got some like avid commander enthusiasts Love between it. our four walls, mm, and I know some of these sure guys do. will be chomping at the bit to chat to chat game with you guys. So um, I'll set feelers out, and um, if there's any other questions that any of the uh, audience listeners have, like I mentioned my email earlier, but buy them through to you guys, send them on, and I'm happy to uh, follow up. Yeah, dig it. We'll send them straight to your inbox. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, send them directly to us. Uh, you can, uh, well, I guess we'll do it during the sign-off, but commandercrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Um, just direct them with the subject of CFB group question, um, yeah. and I'll make sure that they get to Josh personally. Perfect. Yeah, done. And not not in the, uh, not f- filed under the pictures of Cephalus folder, as we are often asked for. So No, exactly. no they'll be put in the fart box folder. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we've got, we've got our last section to uh, kind of wrap up with, which is often the, uh, what do you even call it? The palate cleanser uh, after usually not talking a lot about magic and then talking more about non-magic stuff. But we did actually get a lot of magic done today. It's great. But um, the entertaining, of course. So what non-magic media has our taste attention, just very briefly to wrap up kind of the week, the episode, whatever. But um, yeah, Josh, feel free to chime in after Chesh has done uh, his, his uh, what is always a very entertaining kind of look at things because often it's Chesh uh, having a, an opposite view of people, which is very like entertaining. I love it. But uh, yeah, Chesh, Chesh what, uh, what did you catch this week that uh, had your attention? All right, so... Last night I watched Coming to America. Wait a second, Coming to America, New America, sequel to Coming to America. Eddie Murphy. Mm. Um, and it was uh, fine. It was one step forward and two steps back. Interesting. That's um, what every movie is looking so for as a review, I, I, right? Fine. Yeah, that's well, right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like when you spend hundreds of millions of dollars and like triple A graded extras, you're like, good, we we did well. Yeah. Chesh gives you a one step forward well, it, and two steps back. It's like, mm-mm. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there in a second about about paying millions of dollars for a really great actor. 
um, who is usually shit and everything else except for Blade. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, it was a fun, entertaining movie that had me laughing in pieces and in other pieces going, the, f- the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, mostly fun. Um, some sexism stuff pops up mm. and, and instead of making fun of Americans, it's making fun of Africans, which is a little bit on the, the, the wrong side of where you want to be mm. at this point in time with anything. So it's just like made me a little bit angry because I was like, what are you doing? Like Eddie Murphy, you know better than this. Mm. What are you doing? Like making fun of, of African Americans in the eighties. I, I get it. Like that was kind of funny um, because, you know, he, he's doing it the right way for the right reasons. Just saying like, look at how crazy Americans are, but look at how crazy we are. We're like mm. exaggerated stereotypes of ourselves at this point. Um, this was the complete opposite of that with Eddie Murphy's character, like going backwards mm-hmm. instead of like going forwards. So I was like a bit angry at it. Cause I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like you just, just, you didn't move forward at all. Like if anything, you adopted your father's role and moved completely backwards. Mm. <laughs> it was just like, this is making me so angry. Um, but then you see Wesley Snipes. <laughs> having so much fun i've never seen wesley snipes have so much fun in a role dancing and moving about and just grooving and jiving throughout the whole movie every time he's on screen he's stealing this the the entire scene is his and he's just a, a crazy warlord and he just plays it so well i was just like i've never seen this wesley snipes actually correction Ooh. I've only ever once seen this Wesley Snipes before, thinking about it. And that is, white men can't jump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, the completely serious, dramatic, but that undertone of, like, crazy hilariousness that you kind of get bubbling under the surface. This is that turned up to 10. It's his whole performance, and I can't believe I'm saying this about Wesley Snipes, is really good. Love it. Never thought I'd say that. Oh, I might have to check so, it out. I haven't actually watch, seen the original, but it's I, like un- with all those well, kind of contexts as well. Like I, I understand the legacy of it and everything. And then, you know, of course, Eddie Murphy doing stuff in the 80s is very, very different with the roar and delirious and that kind of stuff. Different time, of course. But um, yes. for context, I think I might check both of them out, actually. Correct. Watch the first one, then watch this one. Yeah, that's right. No. And then people tweet at me, let me know what you think. Oh, yeah. Because this has been very polarizing. Oh, so yeah. Kevin Smith was like... I really liked it. It had some troublesome pieces, but I really liked it. And then I've seen other film critics go, this is a piece of crap. Mm. Like, it's no good. And I'm like, what movie were you watching? Like, were you going in there thinking that this would just be, like, Eddie Murphy delirious? Because even Coming to America, the first one, wasn't Eddie Murphy delirious, you know? It wasn't, like, all of these super adult jokes and stuff. This was very much aimed at, uh, I'm going to say a mix between parents and children. Mm. So it's it's playing that the parents want to watch it because their parents and watched it when they were younger and also something that their kids can watch with them. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely not like... You're not going to get titties everywhere like you did with the first one. Mm. It's the same. <laughs> Fair. It was good. I liked it. Uh, Josh, did you have anything <laughs> you kind of picked up this way? Apart from, of course, your uh, your movie pick. Um, I mean, you can add that again if you want to talk more about that. You oh. do you. Oh man, I'd love to talk about that. I don't know if it's the right <laughs> right forum. Look, I um 
this 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 particular week, I mean, probably would just would be that if we were looking for like other topics, would just be how pleasantly surprised I was with this thing because like I, you know, like I saw Death Note the movie, and I thought to myself oh, yeah. like I thought to myself oh, and then when I saw like obviously Parasite take the take the prize, um, you know, obviously being like a um an iteration of an of an anime series parasite which which took away um an oscar this year um mm. i thought to myself you know what i'm gonna give this this manga anime movie a go you know like if, if parasite if parasites out there winning oscars maybe they're up their game and um mm. yeah i mean i just if you, like it, there's only one season of this thing out like if you, if you feel like oh well i'm not really into demon slayer like i've never watched it so it doesn't really apply to me like we're talking like there's like 12 episodes and they're 20 minutes each mm. go watch them. Like people, people binge things on Netflix in an evening longer than that. Um, yeah, go, 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 watch it. It's like it's deep. And if you're not an if you're not an um, an anime fan because you're not into the the hyped up screaming and fan service and stuff, you'll be pleased to know that this one's not really about that. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't recommend it more. Um, other than that, I mean, no, I can't say that I have anything this particular week, which is too. Um, fascinating other than i carry on i carry on watching the world of um i carry on watching the world of technology grow as you know blockchain all these things and and, and that starts yeah. to enter, and then gaming and all these things that start to enter my peripherals and i um i, I keep a steady eye but at, at the end of the day what i'm really waiting for here is um there's like COVID news. I mean, I'm I'm itching to yeah. get back over to the states. I'm itching to travel. I'm itching to get back to Australia. Um, I absolutely feel that <laughs> with every bone in my body, yeah, yeah. especially right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just all of my all of my weekly attention to exciting announcements is just like on the edge of my seat, waiting for the world leaders to give us some better news or a little bit more optics or insights to what the future might look like. And other than yeah. that, I mean, I just keep clinging on to these distractions. Um, and we all, you know, absolutely. But Demon's Demon Slayer was a good one. Like, I mean, I couldn't speak more highly of it. Um, yeah. No, dig it. Uh, definitely, it, it definitely gets better than a. Definitely gets better than a nice. Step forwards. Yeah, exactly. One, one backwards. Yeah. The one I had this week was, and it, and again, like you say, it's like sometimes I look at my weekly week and go, "What did I do? This is very interesting. I just worked." Blah blah blah. It's like. No, there's always things you like, oh, in between the uh, uh, kind of between the lines, like, oh, yeah, I did this, this, and this, whatever. The one I pulled up this week is very interesting because it was a game that, as it always goes, was on my hard drive of the PlayStation for like years. It was a PS Plus game ages ago. Always had it on the, it's the, the, the Steam pile, which is like, oh, yeah, I'll get to that. I bought it or, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, acquired it. It was in a humble bundle. I'll get to it. And you never do. And then like years later, you're like, oh, yeah, why didn't I play it then? And it would have influenced a lot of things. And it was great. But mine was Broken Age, which is a, a classic point and click adventure. I mean, well, you're not really point and clicking on the uh, on the PlayStation control, but still um, an amazing uh, feat of craft, illustration, like just just heart. Most importantly, it was uh, it was headed up by Tim Schafer, the classic point-and-click adventure legend, um, you know, doing stuff with Double Fine these days, but did Grim Fandango and, and, and Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle and all the ones I grew up playing just absolutely... I want to say I learned from those games. I learned a lot of, like, you know, real-life knowledge stuff, like what makes vinegar and weird things like that because they're adventure games. You have to figure that stuff out. But mm. um, 
they had they're always like praised for their writing, their immersion, that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that stays with me. Um, sometimes the music, that kind of thing. But to see what's capable these days, and it's funny. Like I feel like I'm always just a few years off with um <laughs> with games. Because when did this come out? Did it come out? Blah blah blah. 2014? Yeah, it did. <laughs> so it's like, good job, Sam, six years later. But still, uh, I think that's the point I get with like games these days, that it's it's not about what came out last week as much. It's more about uh, appreciating games from any time, of course. You can pick up something you never... Like, I could start Final Fantasy tomorrow and then start doing a review thing about uh, praising it kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and that's like, that's that's another rabbit hole. I know I'm like far out. That, that blows my mind. But it's it's less about like, that's old... You know, so it's just leave it in the past. Uh, and I want to say also with games moving forward, it's becoming more of a place where, hey, this is the game at launch. Give it a few years. Like I, I think of Cyberpunk in that 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 uh, vein. Yeah. You know that I'm not going to play it for a while. Like I just know that, but I'd also know healthily that it's not it's not going to be the game it is today, two years later. Uh, and I think No Man's Sky was that kind of thing too. It's just like I've talked about that before, but seeing that like here's a game here's our vision it's not kind of there yet but like give it time and then like media outlets going oh we might review it in you know you do an, a follow-up review a few years later and to have that like chance for not only redemption but just to, to update kind of where things are at because sometimes they're different games anyway i digress and also some some games are also played differently in different company i mean like um, yeah yeah i've i've totally. i've like recently like we've got stickman fighter gang beasts like these kind of games that i've started to, <laughs> yeah 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 that um, right. i've started playing because like i love gang beasts yeah a couple a couple of the guys that um myself and a couple of the guys here in new zealand um from from the team um have just started streaming just recently like yeah, video gaming. yeah. Like we just do it casually a few days a week just for a bit of fun and and then whenever i find myself on my own for example it's funny that i I find my way back to these amazing Steam remakes, like you said, that I found on a weekly sale or on a summer sale. Yeah, yeah. And um, like two of the ones that I really enjoyed recently was like the um, the remaster of uh, Grenadia Two or Grandia Two, okay. um, which is an old, which is an old two D JRPG single player, but like oh, just the, the rich story, like you know the character yeah. progression, like everything about it was amazing. And same with Sui Koden, um, like two two just like phenomenal games and. You know, I, I just I think that like sometimes there's like diamonds in the rough to be found in the sale pile. Like of just old that's games. Right, like don't right. don't get don't get too caught up in the new releases. Like I yeah I I still or, download or what's like a nine Mountain out of Blade. ten. You know, like I, I'm sure oh, you've yeah. got some some in your pile that were like six out of tens, like from a, a meteor outlet. But it's like that that game meant the world to me. You know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, some of them are like you know they're world changing. You know what I mean? Like you just you, you find yeah. you find yourself entrenched in them for like weeks at a time. You know, Cause especially. I find especially like the the the, the, game, the the balance between work life and gaming is just so important because yeah I feel like right. I couldn't I couldn't do my job if I if I wasn't still like you know actively in it it's it's yeah you know what I mean it's I need I need it yeah no I, I like that point you made actually about um the way you kind of experience games too because that was actually what the whole thing about broken age it was the type of game i could play and and the narrative was was something that was coming through the tv and it's like there's the music there's the sound design there's the art it's in the charm of course to the point where 
Kate, my wife, could sit there and actually like not lose interest yeah. and be like, yeah, I'm loving like being a part of this and I can even ask you like, you know, maybe you use this item, try that and like absolutely enthralled. And I've always loved that to, to have like the type of game that can have a co-pilot on the couch with you to like, you know, enjoy the old Broken Sword games of that too. But then like you say, the uh, the ones that have a different context with, you know, uh, kind of that multiplayer aspect, as- aspect as well, like Gang Beast is that and then... I mean, one of the the most positive um, kind of experiences of that was was seeing it literally Kate's uh, work Christmas party at the digital agency in Melbourne, and we're all hanging out, all just massive nerds having so much fun. But yeah. watching one like some of the crew play Overcooked, and to see <laughs> oh, yeah. to see their communi- communication levels change, and the way they synergized, and like to see what kind of person people are, like you know. Where that game's an amazing little microcosm of what, what happens when you put in this pressure situation. What kind of leader do you become? What kind of team kind of player do you become? And it's so interesting because a lot of these people in their daily life are producers, uh, you know, developers, designers, whatever, and see how they bonded. And like the, it was, it was incredible and like had so much fun. And then when you incorporate uh, like that, that, that cog is going for a while or that, that kind of that unit of like four players and then one steps out to go have a drink or get something to eat. And then like someone's like son who's like 10 jump, jumps in and watch how they incorporate that new piece into the cog, into the machine in, in a, like a really lovely way. And it's like, I, I always say to people, if you want to like learn a few things about teamwork, just like, just play that with people. And it's so interesting. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It's it's like you know you don't really know someone until you've experienced playing a corporate yeah. online game with them. You know what I mean? Like you don't exactly you, like you don't, or, or against them for that matter. I mean like, but then but like you just said like that game you just mentioned um, before Broken Age. I mean like that's the exact same experience yeah. I had with my wife with Persona Five. I mean like yeah I, yeah. Oh I, man, I, that's this, still in my shelf. I've got to play it. <laughs> man, like you're you're missing out, dude. Like this, like it's yeah. just it's so enthralling. And, and my wife says it's like you know it felt like she was watching a TV series because she was yeah, like yeah. it was it was moving fast enough. It was very cinematic based. It was very story heavy and like it created that. Whereas like if I have my buddies over, I'm gonna pull out Super Smash Bros because we just yeah. wanna we just wanna you know turn back into teenagers and scream at a television <laughs> and throw controllers at each other. You know what I mean? Oh, so like absolutely my experience. <laughs> yeah it. so like no absolutely man um it's what yeah, it's all about it no i dig it awesome um we're getting a call now to uh join our um our, our mtg lexicon kind of um uh, meet up for a friday uh saturday night which is funny so that our, our two uh, things are intersecting so we better wrap it up now anyway <laughs> no again i i just want to preface like sorry just end uh with with so much appreciation yet again josh for for joining us and and sharing like your influences uh your stories and and also like kind of your vision for the future which is just hugely positive and kind of inspires us to keep doing what we're doing as well which is you know just just kind of uh be be great players in in the the great community kind of thing and and you know excited for what the future holds of course but um yeah, it's it's more than anything right now. It's like you've kind of said, uh, you know, where where people can find you as far as like literally just bombarding your email. But um, is there anywhere else people can find you for uh, you know on the socials or anything like that? Um, yeah. So I mean, something I'm getting into now, obviously, as I mentioned, is streaming. So um, oh, nice. I, I, so yeah, I could I guess I could share my uh, I guess I don't have to name drop it in here, but I could send through my um, my Twitch link if anyone's interested because you can ask me questions and engage with me on there. Um, there's no, there's no promises that uh, I'll be alt, uh, hugely professional, um, and, 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 and that setting because I'm, I'm likely unwinding after a long day's work playing some video games. But I'm always, I'm always down to just hang out with people and chat um, because you know, 
if it, if it whether it's like jumping in and catching me on a stream or whether it's you know meeting me at an event like I, I just I want to have conversations and I want to hear people's views and opinions and, and expand on on my own so yeah just reach it. out and engage you've got about. my my but my email is the easiest way <laughs> just to be clear yeah yeah <laughs> I, I yeah. dig it I dig it um Chesh where can the people find you my friend uh, so you can find me where all good pornos are sold. Ah. No, wait, that's not the one. Uh, you can find me at Cheshire Plays on Twitter or Cheshire Plays Games uh, other places <laughs> uh, on YouTube. Yes, youtube.com forward slash Cheshire Plays Games. Um, I was just uh, pretending to be a flight instructor. We're coming in for a learning... Uh, <laughs> it's about 15 degrees currently on the ground. Uh, I don't remember. I was going to say uh, <laughs> your your audio, uh, you know, recording environment, or aka your house, does uh, does sound like a, a runway sometimes. So I'm not even surprised. <laughs> I mean, uh, Josh Josh apologised so before points. for the motorbike. Mike, don't even worry. Like seriously, Chesh has transport tycoon <laughs> in the background. There's planes, trucks, buses, submarines. Sometimes, like it's it's planes, trains, and automobiles. You might say <laughs> helicopters. Uh? The stuff I try exactly. The stuff I try and edit out, but it's like it, there's a point I have to just submit and just go. It's fine. Like I can't, I can't possibly scrub a submarine noise out of your uh, your voice. So it's fine. People love the ambience. <laughs> also, where are the birds today, Chesh? You usually get the birds and ambience. Uh because it's been raining. There's no birds around. Ah, different kind of birds, I guess. A lot of the birds here love the rain, but anyway, I digress. Mm, um, not here. You can find. As soon as it starts raining, they stop. Yeah, peeling off. Yeah, exactly. You can find me at Pass the Jam Sam on the Twitters, on the Instagrams. But more importantly, you can find the podcast at cmdrcrunch.fireside.fm is the website. At that cmdr underscore crunch is the Twitter. At cmdr crunch is the Instagram. And you can send thoughts, feedbacks, feedbacks, thoughts, feedback, questions, whatever you want. Pictures of cephalids. We'll let Google Google uh, you know, spam filtering do the, the heavy lifting on that one. But to cmdrcrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, don't know what else to say, guys, apart from I just had an absolutely amazing time uh, talking to you, Josh. Like, it's, again, I'll just, yeah, likewise, pre- like, just, ap- just punctuate that point, how bloody excited I am about the future of what we're doing in the game, whatever. So, um, yeah, keep up the awesome work, seriously. Well, I had Excellent. a ball, and I don't mean I was crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, awesome, guys. Hey, I'm, um, I was going to say, I, I'm so... Um, glad you reached out and, and let me come have a chat with you guys because it's been a great way to spend um, a Saturday afternoon. So I'm um, I'm wrapped to now, obviously, uh, to share this on with the team and, and hopefully share it over on the US side as well. And um, you know, and see where other synergies we are to have our team members jump in here and, and share some of their views and no, experiences. The door is always open. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So <laughs> guys, thank you so much again. Thank you. Uh, thank no you. Worries. Awesome. And as we often do, we'll leave a little bit of uh, I don't know bit of wisdom hopefully and uh and some advice whatever comes to, to your mind but um yeah any, any uh sign offs you have guys because i've got a ripper i just want to say the power is yours <laughs> yeah i think i i, I, I can't power I, of my I, goodness I, that's all you I get can't, yeah. i can't outdo that i can't outdo no. that <laughs> exactly yeah captain planet and his mullet said it well it's true <laughs> and it's like it's funny it's true what i said before like it's 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 actually you know the power is yours as players so remember that guys and just just make this a uh, uh, i'll leave i'll leave you with this a good place um, to play there might be five colors in magic but there's only four players in a commander game so therefore you can't have those four players combine to become captain planet because uh, you would need a fifth player at the table 
We can make that happen. That's fine. Haven't you played in like a 10-person pod, Jesh? Dude, <laughs> don't get me started. And, and I, dude, I, I played... Some people try that. It's like, mm. Also, like, I realize it's an, no. an old animated series, but like I always just toyed with the idea of one guy just wearing five rings. Or four rings, you know what I mean? Like, you could have made everything oh, yeah, way yeah. easier. That's it. That's the Infinity Gauntlet or whatever it is. I don't, I don't follow Marvel, but, like, that's the thing, right? No, like, no, no. Because you, you've got to remember it works on their individual skill set and passion, right? So, like, so the ring- fire comes from their fiery passion. The, the earth comes from the, the passion to heal and love the earth. The heart comes from, like, the love and, and support um, the air, I think, comes from the flatulence. <laughs> I could be yeah, wrong. Comes from, ca- come, comes from carbon sure. emissions. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and the water you don't want to hear about. Trust no, me. No, um, <laughs> no. So you're saying is you saying the rings were just a conduit, or they didn't even matter all along? The powers within you. I need to really go and open up the law book. Of, yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's why it says the power is yours. Come on. Exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out, pull out, pull out the old bloody tape, the old VHR player, and yeah. and, and jam it's it all tape grainy, in there and yeah. see if I can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone's probably taped over it with um, you know, like uh, Thunderbirds at five in the morning or something. No doubt, if that was me. Oh so, yeah. 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 Coronation Street by your mum or something. Oh, yeah, Coronation God. Street. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. What do you call it? Like Coro or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm, look, I'm going to leave it there. This rabbit hole will get deeper and yeah. deeper. <laughs> we'll get into home and away in a second. Anyway, yeah. Awesome. All right, folks. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, and uh, remember, the power is yours. See ya.